This episode of Heartland Radio 2.0 is brought to you by the Action Network. You want to become a better sports gambler this NFL season? Want to be more informed about each week's matchups and see where people smarter than you are putting their money and why? Uh, yeah, yes, sure. Please. Yeah. Then you need to download the Action Network app right freaking now. I use it every day. Diggs uses it every day. Uh-huh. Nick uses it every day to track all our bets and the bets of those we follow every weekend. All my bets in one easy place, and I never lose track of my records. That can be good or bad. Sometimes it's depressing Very to true. look at my record, but I always know where I'm at, how good <laughs> I'm doing, or how bad I'm doing. I can track my record by the last seven days, last 30, all time, and by each sport. Their win probability, by the way, is second to none. None. They have all the real-time odds and lines, and the best part is I have instant access to all the data and expert analysis I could ever want. That's very important. It is very important. I'm getting, I'm becoming a much smarter, better than you have. I used to be. This has been a slow progression for you, but it's it's taken some time. But here you are. Like you are the most informed. It is. It I is. Think. And I think it's just you know if you it's like you always play up to the level of your competition. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, right? So I, I I look at what all these smarter people that pay more attention to sports and look at the science behind it. What they're saying, how they're feeling, and it rubs off on me a little you bit. You are a little OCD, so it's like once you, yeah. you once you dive into something, I'm all the way. In. You're all the way in. I don't go halfway in, Nick. I also go there to get real insights from data-driven contrarian sports betters and learn how they operate. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> of course, it. Come on. Yeah, I'm like, why would you go the opposite of what everybody else is thinking? Well, sometimes a good idea, and it works for you. I mean, that more than everything else I've ever looked at in gambling and education behind it this is the place you need to hang your hat they're giving you the key to green dot city so let's go download the action network app and join a weekly nfl pick and pull for a chance to win two thousand dollars you go to getaction.app slash todd or getaction.app slash digs or getaction.app slash ralsey or pat or bubba gumpino any of that follow our action manage your own and become a more educated better with the Action Network app today. Yeah, kick it on back and crack a cold one. Yeah, the boys are about to go on. And just shooting the shit and letting it ring. Hey, let's go. It's time for Heartland Radio. Here we go. Welcome to Heartland Radio 2.0. It's Monday for you. It's Sunday for us. We're in here every Sunday morning. We work hard. Yeah. We work hard. It's Some people would say, hey, maybe take Sunday off. Nope. Maybe you take Sunday <laughs> off. We're trying to make great things happen over here. So we're in here cranking away every weekend just for you. So we hope you appreciate it. We appreciate you. Um, man, I tell you what. I am a little bitch. What do you mean? I, I always think of myself as kind of a tough well, time guy. you admitted it. I've <laughs> been through some things where I think I could support that. And then I am f- trying to feed my dogs. I scoop out a scoop full of dog food to put in the bowl. Mouse runs up my arm, bounces off my neck. Oh. For the second time, this Again. is the second time this has happened to me. Hey, I'll be honest, though. I would have lost my mind. I, I'm not scared of mice, but if one ran up my arm yeah, yeah, yeah. and like attacked my neck, neck's a very vulnerable spot, I would. I feel like I would react the same way. Just very. If a, if a butterfly would have ran up my arm, surprisingly, and attacked my neck, I would have. 
I would have jumped. I achieved an, an octave. I didn't know I could achieve. <laughs> like, it was the highest pitch. Ah, like scream I've ever let out. And this is right after we've been talking about this zombie disease that rats yeah, get. Yeah, I know. That's what concerns me. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Did you get bit? No, I didn't get bit. I checked myself, mm. went in the mirror, all that stuff. Do you think it was but trying to enter you, like through your mouth or your ear, like an, an orifice? I think its plan was to shoot itself up my arm as fast as it could and then into my mouth and through my brain, out the back <laughs> of my skull. Just, <laughs> One day the, the zombie mice will be able to do that. That's what's scary about if it. If it got but, in your brain and started controlling you. Oh, Jesus, I would just go around. All they would do is just fucking dive back into a big pile of dog food. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Marty, <laughs> we need more cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably what he says already. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to do about it. We're infested with mice. Marnie said she's seen like 10 or 12. 12 mice? Claims. I don't know. She's probably seen the same. You got to move. Over. Clean your fucking floors. Get out of there. I don't know how to stop it. I, I did see one outside, and it ran into the uh, crawl space, like access window yeah, yeah. in the ground. Into So I know they're all in the crawl space. There's so much dog food everywhere. I need to clean my garage. That would help, first of all. <laughs> it's just dog food on the floor, because when she scoops it somehow... I, she has to like try to do it in the fastest way possible. Like real, I don't know if she's like trying to show off her moves as she scoops it up and it flies everywhere. I more slowly dip into there. Yeah, just like a normal it. human being. I mean, it's over a giant trough of food. Just keep it over there. She waited until a mouse ran up your arm and almost into your mouth to tell you that she's seen ten to twelve mice. No, the she's house. been talking about. Oh, okay, it, and I just forgot about it. She's like, and I said, well, I'll go get some traps. Well, she's like, no, you're not killing the mice. Is this traps. the first time you've seen them? Um, this go around. I had them. We had them before, and I remember I caught two. Yeah, and I let them loose. How'd you catch them? Um, they were trapped in the dog food. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I and that. so I just took a little thing and scooped them up in there, or whatever. That's appetizing. Yeah. Wait, do you have to get rid of all the dog food now? Um, I'm not going to. I don't know if I'm supposed to or if I should. I mean, the dogs would eat the mice. Yeah, I mean, they're so fine. I feel like their bodies are meant to digest a lot of bad shit mm -hmm. safely. Goats are known to eat mice. Oh, go get some. I, goats eat everything, evidently. That's so been, if you're still thinking about getting the goats. I was thinking about it, and then I got a lot of um, DMs from people that are like are in the goat life. Yeah. And they're like, listen. Goat life? Put, yeah, that goat life. They they said, listen, if you put goat those goats life? out in your shed and they live there, they're going to eat the siding off your shed. They're going <laughs> to chew through the posts. They're going to... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, they I'm eat so their homes? Just, they eat their own homes? They I'm eat so everything. people evidently. warned you and this didn't just happen. Oh, I know. It's so awesome. It would have been good. I content. mean, I don't buy that. They're not going to eat their home. They eat everything, evidently. They just... Destroy. Not if you just. I think that's if they, you don't feed them properly, and they need the nourishment from the home. Maybe I don't know. A lot of them are saying it. They're like, dude, they're termites. Goats they, are yeah. termites. <laughs> they were like, you remember the locust plague back in the Bible days? What yeah, if, yeah. if you had a plague of goats and they just ran through? Evidently, they would just strip everything down to its bare Be awesome skeleton. I don't know. I don't know what it is about them, but they... Like, uh, I was looking... Oh, that would have been awesome if Todd just walked out one day and his two goats were dead gone. because the fucking shed crumbled on top of them. They're like, all your flowers gone, all your bushes gone, they'll strip your shed down to the bare wood. And I'm like, I can't be having that. 
So they're out. I think they're out. Well, why don't you fucking bring Bailey and his 16 cats over to fucking solve the problem? Well, I think I'd rather just have a house full of mice than I would one cat <laughs> in my house. Well, and I have the most Agreed. like millennial entitled cats in the world. Like they wouldn't chase a mouse. Well, they all are. Let's yeah. let's be yeah. all cats are millennial entitled cats. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So I don't know. She doesn't want me to kill the mice because I one I put a, a bowl of water out in the garage with dog food on top, like a handful of dog food, and I built a little ramp around itself. Yeah, that's what they say to do. That's really, what they say to do for. Um, well, it wasn't specifically for mice, but it was for chipmunks, which we also have an infestation of chipmunks. <laughs> mm. right, every time I open the garage door, I see two of them run. Not from my garage, right in front of my garage. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing to me because you, I mean, you have a little strip of woods behind your house. I mean, it's not anything. It's like a, a tree You're line. The master of woodland creatures. Didn't you find the turtle that one day? Yeah. And I, I let it go in the backyard, and I thought, oh, Marnie will like this when she gets home, and I've never seen it since. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I Maybe mean, the mice ate it. <laughs> it, it, it they sounds, get inside the shell and eat it from inside out. It sounds like you're living in like rural America it's, with it's the like issues that. you're having. It's like that. I mean, we basically live in a the woods. They carved uh, you know, a little addition out in the woods. So I have plenty of squirrels, chipmunks, mice, whatever in the fuck. Um, and flying ants right now. What? Have you, this is the flying ant season. Have you ever experienced that before? I no. think it's an Indiana thing. <laughs> it's, I've seen like one or two. Oh, but. Dude. My back in my patio. days, I sat out there well, two nights ago. Sit out there, had come a cup at your of coffee, neck. trying to relax, and I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> all on? They're on my neck. They just land. They go for your many eyes. of them. A swarm of them, and I look down That's on the ground at the thing. patio, and there's like hundreds of them. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I knew, like, I've experienced that before in Indiana, but like, they only last for like three or four days, and then they're gone. That like, they die or their wings fall off. I don't know. That's that was my question because I'm like, this is kind of fucking cool that there's this other species of ants among the like are they like, super ants? Yes, for sure. You know what I mean. And then what if that was like the case with us? What if certain humans had the ability to grow wings, and then others didn't? Well, Ant Man deals with flying ants. Yeah. Yeah. True. Oh yeah. They're mean. Anthony. They go for you. And if that happened with humans, if you had a class of humans that had wings that could fly, you know what would happen? They would. Dominate the rest of us. Yeah, we would like be. They'd be. We'd this, be slaves. They're super species. Oh yeah, they would control everything. All the food. Have you thought about like tiki torches? I don't. I don't know. Does that work? Yeah. The centronella also works. Yeah. on Flying. I mean, that's. I, here we, got here we go. Uh, so when an ant colony is naturally ready to expand, the winged ants get ready to take the stage. Also, oh, they sure? just hang out in the, uh, in their um, winged ants. Yeah, until they get the code to scramble. Oh, that's scramble awesome. the, scramble <laughs> the wings. Uh, mature male and female ants fly out of their colonies with one purpose in mind: to mate. So they're trying to fuck you, Todd. Oh God! And they were it fucking on your neck. Fucking! I got fucking it's flying ant jizz on my neck thing. now. So like, he just got done having a fucking orgy with other flying ants. So they're like super mavic, ready, ready in five. Like he's yeah. on fuck. They're on fucking standby. That's pretty. I'd, I think I'd want to be those ants if I had to be any ants. The, the basic worker ant life kind of mm -hmm. seems like it sucks. I mean, they're well, super yeah. strong. It's so these ants hang out in their fucking, like, probably, it seems like VIP parlor ant yes. hanger. These are the 1% ants. In the in the ant hills. Oh, for sure. They got worker ants that are there, like, fanning them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's pretty fly boy Feeding ants. them grapes. <laughs> All right, you ready to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, whenever I see worker ants running around foraging or whatever they do, mm -hmm. I always they remind me of like when you look back at some documentary or some movie back when they were building the pyramids, 
and the, the yeah, slaves yeah. that were just like pulling the stones or whatever. And I'm like, that's what their life is like. S- sucks to be a worker. Right? <laughs> I don't know. If you can hear, I was at Pat in the background. I don't know if that's going to pick up or not. But before everybody bitches about it, bitches yeah. at us like they did about the rain sound. There's certain things you can't control. He's down there filming a little promo. Fandle. For Fandle. Fandle.com slash McAfee. Yeah. Risk-free bet up to first Risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Look at it this way. Quit bitching about ambient sound. You know what? We have a curtain separating us from the rest <laughs> of the world in here. It's not a soundproof room. Look at it this way. You're getting a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to be in the office. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It's not a serene little you know environment where we're going to try to pretend life doesn't happen around us. We're open. You can see through this glass. You can see the street. Life finds That's a way. How we live. Yeah, yeah, it's very distracting when uh, a couple of meth heads walk by here. And I'm trying to listen to what you're saying, but I, I can't <laughs> not look at them. I'm parked right out on the street, and I'm just waiting to see someone ruffling through my car. <laughs> uh, what's going on in your apartment life, Bailey? You haven't been so happy with your apartment? Uh, well, since we've gotten the uh, the third cat, the Jesus kitten, Christ. the 12-week-old kitten, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much every other step, I'm either walking through shit or piss. Ugh. And it's encouraged doing, the other two cats, who are significantly older and have never done this before, to start shitting and pissing <laughs> all over my apartment. Oh, they're like, oh, we can do this? Yeah. Why are they not using kitty litter? I thought I, think, I thought, were easy, thought that was like the thing, say. like, oh, get a cat. Yeah. They'll fucking take care of themselves. Well, that's the thing is they, they tell you that all these kittens are potty trained, but in reality, their cage is just an entire litter box. So whenever they shit or piss, they're like, oh, yeah, it's in the litter. No, they're 100% of their cage that they live in is the litter box. They have no other option. So they're just like sleeping in kitty litter? Yeah. Yes. They have shit and piss in it? Yeah. yeah. How, big, how big is your apartment? thousand square feet? Uh, upwards of 800. Okay. Yeah. So that is entirely too small for three cats, first yeah. of all. Yeah. No. Uh, let's, let's set the parameters here. Maybe like let's go one cat per... 900 square feet. I couldn't I even tell you what 900 good... square feet looked like. Uh, is 900 square uh, feet? It looked like our first apartment. In okay, Indy. okay. Yeah, that's you, about the size it yeah, is. Yeah, I think that yeah. one cat per 900 square feet. And then maybe we, you know, after that first one, you expand upon, like, you can get another one if you have three to 400 more square feet. So I don't we, think you should just have, I just don't think you should get cats at all. Yeah. No. So, and that's, then I... What are you doing? I, I, yeah, it's, it's totally my decision. <laughs> Let me <laughs> Uh, I also, Todd, whenever I moved into this apartment and moved out of his place, he was gracious enough to buy me a couple couches to yeah. fill my living room with. And they're kind of like the same Good materials, dad. like what you're sitting yeah. on now. Kind of like that cross thread, new mm-hmm. age, whatever. Uh, cats are fucking obsessed with that, and they will rip it to shreds. So there are holes all through one of the couches you've bought me. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad you got them. It's yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, anything like that, I didn't even thought about. Yeah, it's a fucking scratching post. Yeah, it's as a one couch. giant scratching post. It's the same materials they wrap fucking scratching posts. With. Drown those things. Do people still get? <laughs> <laughs> Do people still get their cats declawed, or is that? Yeah, like I think so. I think, it, I think it's it's seen as inhumane. Oh, now, all right, this is all right. Let's get into that. Why is declawing a cat that's going to live nowhere else but in your house or apartment inhumane? Why do they need those claws? Uh, so my girlfriend, being a, a vet tech, said uh-huh. that it's it's stripping them of their primal instincts. Oh my yeah, good we, god! We did that a couple thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want cats with primal instincts. The cat's primal instinct is to kill and shit all over the They're place. Yep. What yep. about getting them spayed or neutered? That is, that is a normal thing, and they uh, the new cat oh, is fine with that, too though? young for it. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah, yeah. It's putting all the other. It's driving all the other cats crazy. Yeah, it's spraying its pheromones around, Ugh. whatever those are. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. Who are these people that say, there's people that say they're against the de- this declawing? Oh, yeah. There's there's people wow. against anything, Diggs. You're right. You're a thousand percent right. You know, I some things I agree with, like in the dog world, it used to be a big thing. You know, you would clip the, a dog's ears for certain breeds. Yeah, yeah. Tails Dobermans, too, so yeah. They stick up in their tails. You would bob the tails or whatever. And people, it's a kind of a no-no now. That I could agree with. Yeah, because just, it doesn't. You're doing something for your... You know, it's strictly aesthetic. It doesn't yeah. serve any purpose. Correct. It's for shows. It's like, like it's it's like why my health insurance won't cover me getting like I don't know something. You get it. Yeah, like getting uh, a little bit surgery. of cosmetic surgery. There it or is. Something. Get your tits done. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> yeah, which I have been thinking about. They are getting saggier by the day. You with a fresh pair of fucking. C's. Oh, I would fucking mm. dump them out, man. Every fucking chance <laughs> I had to. I would show those titties off so much. I don't. I I just don't see the declawing thing though, because it's destructive. It is. They're, they're, oh, it's only destructive. The, only, the only purpose only... is for them to destroy everything in their sight. Mm-hmm. And to climb on shit and whatever, and to scratch you. Yep. Declaw. If you got an outdoor cat, okay, maybe you leave the claws in because they yeah, got sure, yeah, yeah. to survive. You know, but indoor cats. Because mm-hmm. if your outdoor cat comes in and crosses the path of another outdoor cat that does have its claws and yours doesn't. I mean, you're just walking into a, a knife sentence. fight with a gun. Mm. Yeah. Not even, you know, not even just another cat. There's squirrels, Todd's yeah. chipmunks and shit. Mice. Yeah. Interspecies battles. Have you, I do want to catch one of these chipmunks. Why? They're cute as fuck, but evidently very destructive. <laughs> but I think I'm like, man, look how cute they are. I would but like if you catch one and put it in a ball and let it run around your fucking house, yes. pretty awesome, probably. Just lives in that That won't drive those three massive dogs you have absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> Oh, they would be terrified. Carter would have a fucking... He already has anxiety. He would just be in the corner pissing himself. (laughs) (laughs) Todd posted a photo of... uh, He was surrounded by six dogs Mm -hmm. on this outdoor patio furniture I left at his house. It's it's great. I love it. Love Uh to see it. But Carter, the dog that has anxiety, you can see how worried he is in his face about all the other dogs. Like it, what do you mean your dog has anxiety? He just, man, when like like when all those other dogs come over or whatever, he's just he's a mess. He's a worrywart. He's like you literally in this picture. So if you haven't seen it on my Instagram, there were six dogs, giant dogs, three Great Danes, uh-huh. and then my two German Shepherds, and then the the little mutt mix that that she has, Robert, and the one Great Dane that actually belongs to her sister. Atlas was standing on top of the like table yeah. that has a glass top or whatever, and he's just standing there perched on it. And you can see in the picture, but I didn't notice it until Bailey showed me. I blowed it up, and Carter is looking at him with this look like, "This isn't good. <laughs> That's got a glass top. That's a very big dog. Somebody's gonna get hurt." He's just—he's like Woody Allen. You know what I mean? He's just, I assume he's Jewish. I don't know. My, uh, my favorite part about that picture is that Bailey bought all that furniture and then asked you to uh, keep it keep it safe for him while he got into a new place or whatever. And uh-huh. then there's just this picture, and it's Todd sitting there, and it looks like the picture of the famous painting of a, all those dogs playing poker. Yeah. It's just Todd hanging out with like six massive monstrous dogs all over the furniture, sitting on the table, sitting on the couches, just having a time. Well, Bailey's dumbass cats ruined the couches that Todd bought, so yeah. it's fucking it's payback. Yeah, they would have shredded this outdoor furniture anyway. I would never have a cat. I mean, if you if you like cats, you're into them, whatever. But, man, I've never been a fan. I had one cat growing up named Rambo. That I did like out of all the cats we used to have. Uh-huh. 
and for some reason had a personality or whatever. Um, but then he just decided to run off <laughs> and never come back. So fuck cats. <laughs> Did you, you you guys always have dogs growing up? Uh, yeah. I I never I've never had a cat. I've had both yeah. dogs, cats. Really? Yeah. We had farm cats, but they were just wild. And like you know, some of them, when he they wouldn't come up, they want to be pet. Like they were wild. A farm like, cat is closer akin to a wild animal than anything you'll ever have. Yes, you'll absolutely. Encounter. At one time, we had twenty four cats. What? Yeah, there were a bunch dumped some litter. So we had. I mean, it was a mix of kittens and full grown cats. We had twenty four cats running around this farm. It was fucking crazy, and they were wild creatures. Yeah, see, that's like you lived a much different life than I did. <laughs> you don't up. technically have twenty four cats. No, those twenty four cats have a family of humans. They do yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you can have one or two, or I guess three gator, still preposterous cats. Mm-hmm. But those cats own you. That's yes. like that's like you saying, Todd. Like, oh yeah, we had like twenty four birds outside. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what you. That's, that's exactly what it's like. You didn't have cats. Yeah, you're right. I was. Just, we had a house. You in the had animals that were outside, yeah, <laughs> living in the wild. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so ever since then, I'm like no cats. Um, yeah. So so what else is going on? We, uh, we have, just to remind people at the end of this segment, we have uh, how's your how's it smell? Uh-huh. Our new movie review segment. Um, we're excited about. We're doing two today, just as the kickoff. Usually it'll yeah. be one. It'll be one. So your homework next week will be to watch El Camino. Correct. The new Breaking Bad movie on Netflix. Yeah. Featuring Jesse Pinkman. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, this weekend, uh huh, I saw that some dude broke two hours for the first time in a oh, marathon. Really? And it, it, like, it, it took me back a little bit because... So in in high school, I was a three sport athlete, uh-huh. uh, and then I got a scholarship to go play football, and oh, I nice. did that for two years, and then I quit because that's just what I do normally. Yeah. So like my body used to be able to do things. Okay. And like back then, I would have been like ah oh, marathon twenty six miles, still wouldn't have done it, but thought like maybe possible. Right. I like I it finally sunk in this weekend how miserably out of shape my body is. Oh yeah. I I ran from. My back door to my garage uh, with the dog, which is no more than 15 yards. And I honestly, for the first three or four yards, uh-huh. forgot how to run. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. my legs had no idea what to do. It's a real thing. People don't understand it. Like, it comes around the age of 30. It's like all sense of equilibrium yeah. and uh, physical movement and your muscles just atrophy, I think, to a point where they don't know how to do no. things anymore. Like, my legs had no idea what to do. Dude, wait till you're 48. It compound that by two, and All three I can think was, like, I used to look forward to the end of the world, mm-hmm. like the apocalypse, and, like, going through it and have fun with it and stuff like that. I'd be, the fir- I'd be one of the first ones dead now. Yeah. I'm guaranteed dead in the first <laughs> 10 minutes. If I had to right now, like, just go from standing to a full sprint, I could, I could not do it. I don't know how. Yeah. You might, and I, you might and do I was, it, but you'll hurt yourself. Like, can you get it back? I would look like one of those baby deer <laughs> yep. when they first learn how to walk, and they're all, ooh, like, hey, you're looking for a <laughs> Do you giraffe. think you can get it back? I, yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. Because when I win the weight loss competition. <laughs> no, no, obviously not. Yeah, you're obviously, never 31-year-old gonna, me is never going to be what I was yeah, at 18, right. 19, 20. You can regain sure. some type of form if you start running again and exercising regularly. Yeah. But 
It's not the same. Yeah, I was like doing wind sprints and stuff during the weight loss competition, and I got it back. Like, okay, I, I could sprint. Yeah, but it, it takes. But a if while. I went out there and like played flag football today, mm-hmm. I would look like I'd never even watched a sport one time in my life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's it's a it's sad. It's dude. I I had a sad realization this weekend. I'm a piece me. of shit that adds nothing of value to this <laughs> entire world. There were, years ago, I was doing Tacoma Comedy Club, and my a buddy of mine owns it. So they have this comedians flag football game that they would do. It was just a tradition. So uh-huh. if you were headlining there, featuring there, you would go to this flag football game in the morning Saturday. And you'd play, and everybody there, there's not one of them over 26 years old, I don't mm-hmm. think. And uh, this was a, a few years ago, so maybe I'm 44. And we play, and being typical comedians, none of these people were athletes yeah, yeah. at all. They're, you know, awkward looking, trying to play football or whatever. And I'm like, I am just going to dominate these motherfuckers. Huh? <laughs> and um, I was so tired after like the first two series. That I was useless. <laughs> like I felt like such a piece of shit. You went all like, out, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, first I'm the only one here that can really catch the ball, uh-huh. and I can't. I I will puke if I keep going. Yep. I, it was it was embarrassing. It like really it was a real wake up moment. I'm like, I have to change some things about my life. Yeah. Did you? Um, for a little bit. <laughs> Not now. I'd be in the same situation. But yeah, I didn't pace myself. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna smoke these dudes. Oh, it was terrible. And then I thought to myself, like, I can't have kids. I can't run around with them. Uh, like, f- as soon as they hit three years old, I'm not going to be able to ke- keep up with them. Yeah. Like, we're going to be outside playing in the front yard, and then the kid could be like a dog, just decide that it's going to run down the street. Three years old, I'm not going to be able to catch it. It's the danger of having kids later, later in life, like you guys are going to be doing. I was still a fucking stud when he was growing <laughs> See, I had what, him at 25 years old. That sounds pretty I, cool. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, good, having a kid at 25 does not sound pretty cool, but no, like being able to... I don't suggest it, but you are in much better shape for things then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Like when I play with the dogs, it's like three minutes max, and I'm like, all right, I'm tired. You guys go away. I don't, I don't know if you could do... Can you do that with a kid? I don't know. That's why my kid's going to be the biggest piece of shit ever. <laughs> I'm going to place that thing in front of every TV and video game that's ever been known to man. He goes to school, and he's like, I... I I don't know how to run. No one's ever taught me how to run. Or I'm going to have to find like a neighborhood where there's like a, a bunch of other kids. That's what like you do. Yeah. That's the move. Go I out see. and play with your friends. I that's what, that's what my parents did. Yeah, yeah. Moving yeah. into the neighborhood. So like, go play with your friends. Get outside. Go do something. Absolutely. Like there was like t- 20 kids within a mile radius of me. Not even a mile. Half a mile. Like in my uh, housing best. plan. Mm-hmm. They were all like in the same grade or one grade above me. and So it was great. That's, that's Just go outside and play with your friends. When I moved from that farm finally and like halfway through my seventh grade year where I was just me and these animals, <laughs> I, I moved into a small, a very small town, but it was town and everyone that lived there was in a two-year age range, yeah, two yeah. or three-year age range with me. We had enough kids. We could play an actual baseball game, like seven-on-seven seven baseball uh-huh. game. It was fucking awesome. We had catcher's equipment, all that stuff. Now that I think about it, I picture you like until, until you moved out of the farm area. You being you, like with a, f- a feather headdress on, just like with 24 cats following behind you. Like you, <laughs> like you have a fucking staff and shit. I know you talk to those animals. Oh, yeah. They were my friends. <laughs> the only people I had. I would just, I can uh, remember walking around in a field, like just 
playing with cows. <laughs> that wanted nothing to do with me, by the way. Cows don't play. Hell, they're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and then touching, like, sitting out there with a weed and touching the electric fence. <laughs> That's how bored I was. Like, I was at myself. <laughs> See how long I could hold it on there before I let go. Uh, <laughs> how miserable is that? <laughs> it's a different life. Yeehaw! Cowboys didn't have the best teeth. Mm. That's true. It's because they didn't have quip. Nope. Quip. Quip, 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 quip. Is the best. Quip Agreed. Agreed. Let me ask you some questions. All right. What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength and power? Claims of miraculous trendy ingredients? Multiple modes? If you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. Um, how you sense. use it. That's why Quip was created by dentists and product Quip, designers Quip. to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, oral, oral. healthier habits. Mm. Quip's sensitive Quip, vibrations Quip. with a built-in timer guide gentle brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes with 30-second pulses, ensuring an even clean. Quip automatically delivers Quip, brush heads Quip. to you every three months for clean new bristles every right on schedule. The sleek Intuitive design Ooh, is sweet. simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice every day. Good habits matter to live a healthier life, so help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. Quip. What I'm saying is Quip makes you a better brusher, which means you're going to get a better take care of your teeth with no added effort. In fact, I'd argue less effort. That's why I love Quip. And why it's Quip. in my bathroom, and that's why it's always with me when I'm on the road. Quip, Quip it up. Quip starts at just $25, and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash heartland. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash heartland to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash heartland. I saw yeah. something this weekend, Diggs. Uh, you posted a uh, something on IG about you and your lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys were all dressed up. Yep. And people were coming at you hard thinking it was going to be an engagement post. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, it they was... did. They need to fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> they need to calm the fuck down. Just because I'm at a wedding and I, put, I posted a nice picture doesn't mean we're engaged. Like, let's calm, let's everyone calm down. That's, that's what I said on there, too. Right. What a move. Can you imagine... You're at someone's wedding. And you get to the reception. You're like, uh, attention, everyone. Or better yet, at the rehearsal dinner. Oh. Attention, everyone. And you get on your knee and you propose to your girlfriend <laughs> at the rehearsal dinner. No, no, I, I don't dinner. know what it is about being on the internet because like, I saw Pac in it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, If you have a girlfriend for more than three months, like immediately everyone expects you to start proposing to them. Oh, yeah. I just don't think that's how it works. I can't even. I got to grow up. Why is everyone so worried about it? I know. What's it? It's not going to affect their lives. Two people just coexist now, live together, cohabitate without being married. That would be ideal. I don't know. Maybe if you've never been married before. We definitely could do it. Marnie and I could do it. She's been married once. I've been married twice. We could probably just live together. Just twice? Our life. Yeah, just twice. Maybe it's like the, the misery <laughs> company thing where everyone else who's already married or engaged is like, hey, man, you got to do it. You got to, you just got to do it. I'm Why like, did you have to take the misery loves company part? 
Because I, I, that's the only reason I can think of everyone else would be so encouraging. Of you. I think there is a little bit of that. Yeah, no one's out there like, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do it because it's great. It's all like, you got to do it sooner or later. Like, yeah, it's like, I, I don't want to see Nick go by and be happy willy-nilly living his life without having to sacrifice like I did by marrying someone. I think it's a real thing. Yeah, uh, I do. I think there's some something to that. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you could go, yeah, they're like, dude, if I don't get to do it, you don't get to do it. I think a lot of people feel that way. I'm just waiting to see, like, I don't know if it's because you are a little bit older, like you're closer to... Fuck do you mean? I'm 23 years old, <laughs> and I post something with my girlfriend. Like, I don't get those comments. Well, no. I don't because know. Because they would be bad people to be telling you to get married at 23. <laughs> I know, but I'm just, I, I don't know when that will happen. Probably 30, 30, 30. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on like how long they've seen her with you on the timeline. Yeah. I yeah. get that. Unless you take your hat off and they're like, oh, you better hurry up and get married. Time's <laughs> wasting away. You're like, not we've been young, together, we've been together for a little bit now. So it's like, people are like, well, should her should get off the pot, Dicks. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. And then I, I, if I if I ever get married again, I'm definitely doing a destination wedding. So For what no reason? one wants to go. I don't <laughs> want the ceremony. I just to get it. I was going to go party for a week. Okay, yeah, yeah some beach that. resort. I don't want. I also you do a destination wedding. Normally, only the people who you want there are the people that are going to be there. Yeah, true, okay, sure. Because people aren't going to pay to go to the fucking destination wedding unless they they'll come to a wedding wedding to drink for free. Eat for free. Have mm-hmm. them. Let's get out of the house. <laughs> Something like that. But they're not going to pay to go to a destination wedding unless they really like you. Oh yeah, I totally agree. That's the way I want. It. Like I, I get. I don't like going to weddings. I don't like weddings and funerals. Either one. I get the same kind of anxiety about both. I don't like well, getting ready for. I them. like weddings. I don't like being yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, there's a drastic difference. Between sure. the wedding and future. That's weird to me. In that some you cases, get the same feeling for both. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm starting to. I used to love weddings. Mm-hmm. It's slowly declining, strictly because what we talked about, like the pressure on you. No, like the girlfriend's like, "Come on, let's go dance," and I'm out there like, fucking forty five seconds in, and I'm fucking wheezing and shit <laughs> like that. And I'm like, I can't, I can't dance anymore. Like, I'm just gonna go stand by the bar for the next four hours and see. That's what I'll do. That'll uh-huh. be my impressive feat for the night. See how many cocktails I could slam in two hours. Yeah, you lost your mojo. You lost your rhythm. Oh yeah, my mojo's gone. I need something. I need a spark. You need, you I know, need what, something. You need like, um, there needs to be you a. Need to get engaged, camp. I guess. Maybe that's, that's the spark. You need. <laughs> oh, there, but yeah, there's nothing like a wedding diet, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a boot camp for like when you hit thirty that you can go to not, to regenerate camp, yourself, uh, or yeah, just a CrossFit. Class. Yeah, <laughs> now, those people. But die, then you become annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there should be a class. Or you're right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, man, let's uh, let's kind of reboot here. Like I said, originally people were supposed to live till thirty-three. Yep. So you're, I'm technically Nick should be dead. I'm fine with that. You should, yeah, you should be on your last year. I got what, uh, like two or three more months left, and then just cut me out. What Fuck month it. is your birthday in? February. February. Um, that's a good month for birthday. I would, I would be totally fine with dropping dead. Yeah, it's the worst month of the year, on so the you might as well have your birthday on it. Is yeah. your birthday on the Super Bowl again? No, February first. So it's usually a couple days before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had to die, like of not not natural causes, how would you want to die? Hmm. Not natural causes. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to inconvenience anyone. No, I think you know. So I, well, I was thinking, about, I was like, like if I could just get hit by a bus, that'd be. But then like someone's got to clean that up. <laughs> People on the bus are traumatized. It would cause anybody any trouble. I would want to. 
like somehow that morning, I accidentally threw my wallet in the garbage. Yeah. And then I didn't realize it until later. And then by that time, like the trash was already in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you remember that uh, person in D.C. who was laying in the back of his car and sniping people? Mm-hmm. It was like, it'd be like a situation like that was going on. Love it. And then while I was in the dumpster, he shot me in the head and I just fell into the dumpster and no one ever ever knew. Oh, and then, was, yeah, you're well and then disposed I just, of. And then I was just taken to the dump and never seen, seen him again. Just nice, quiet way to go out. No, it didn't inconvenience anyone. Mm-hmm. You made I, that guy feel good. It made him feel great. I prevented, yeah, I prevented someone else from dying that day. Yeah. And it was a, like an extraordinary shot to Correct. hit you in that manner. Yeah. So something he could brag about. I liked, uh, I'll, I'll take being drugged unconscious and thrown in the river. Because then I won't experience drowning. I'll just drown. I hope you get thrown mm. in a sack and you wake up in the river and then you have to experience drowning. Why would you wish that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go, like, if I, I think if I ever found out, all right, you have a terminal illness, you only have, like, four months to live. Okay. I would go in before, like, when I have, like, a week left. And I would just go fucking aim. Like, I might spend all my money to fly down, find the cartel okay. or something, and just go to war with the cartel. <laughs> I would just that would so be pretty cool. weapons and stuff and just go out and play. That would be pretty vigilante. awesome. You know what would suck is if I did all that. I got all prepped. I trained, got ready, spent all my money to Die. get down there. Go to my, and the first shot <laughs> hits me in the head. <laughs> the guard gets me. The listening post guard at the end of the drive. The fucking easiest me. minion to yeah. take out. <laughs> That is pretty cool. The yeah. way the way my life's going, I'm more likely to be taken out by 24 fucking barn cats than anything yeah. else. Oh, just yeah. eating a lot. going to happen. I worked a scene once where oh boy. the lady had a lot of cats, and she had passed away, and the cats were like, well, we got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in here for quite a while. This is the exact Damn, story dude. he told me when I told him we got our first cat. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. It's, it wasn't pretty. Where no. do they start? Uh, face. And extremities. Extremities first. Fingertips? Like, yeah. Fingertips, oh, so like little appetizers before yeah. we go to the main course. Like, like uh, Batman, too. Mm. My fingers When Catwoman and Michelle Pfeiffer, they start <laughs> licking her fingers and her face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they go for the eyeballs. Well, that's a delicacy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fresh, tender. In their world. Yeah. Tongue, probably. They get in there on the tongue? Got I, to. I don't remember. I, I bet they do. I bet they do. If your mouth's open. Oh, if yeah. they can get it open. Extremities, though, it makes you think if you're a guy, you just don't want to go naked <laughs> in there. Because that's an extreme. Well, that wouldn't be very filling. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I assume dogs would do the same thing after a while. And my dogs wouldn't. No, me and mine either. They're like, we're not doing that. They take their own lives. Yeah. You're more likely to be buried in a pile of their shit in the mudroom. Oh, yeah. I and mean, then I think the Great Dane would be like, I'm much bigger than these other two dogs. <laughs> I'll just eat them. <laughs> Leave Uncle Todd alone. Um, hey, I uh, want to bring back a couple of segments. Awesome, let's do it. Segments, uh, much requested. So let's start with a little uh, phone notes. Let's find out what little gems you have oh, in your phone. Uh, where the hell my phone? No, where the hell my phone? No, where the hell my, where the hell my phone? No, how I'm supposed to get home? Where the hell my phone? Notes. Notes. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, nailed yeah, it. I gotta be honest, I forgot we were doing it. I, I missed the first two. <laughs> I, I, we nailed I, it. I didn't like know when they were coming. Yeah, no, we'll come back with a better one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that got us by for this episode. All right, Diggs, you want to start us off? Yeah, because uh, I got a troubling one. Okay. I can't wait for this. I found this in there because we haven't done this in a long time. Right. So this, 
I don't know when this is in here. Mm-hmm. It makes zero sense. Yeah. So I'm going to need this. This is word for word. Okay. It says, anyone drink less now? And then in parentheses, drink more. Well, things get better. In parentheses. Drinking now is like virtual reality. Then you realize you do all those things too when you're sober. Eight hours shifted to drink mines, comma, Taco Bell, comma, meth, period. This is this is something. Look, can we dive in here and try and break this one down? Can you yes. can you give me the first line again? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, dissect yeah. it. That's quite anyone drinking less now. Mm-hmm. Parentheses. Mm-hmm. Drink more. Well, things get better, end parentheses. So this is a message to people that are drinking less than they used to. Yes, yeah. maybe. Up your game, drink more, because why? Oh, things will get better. Yeah, it'll make things better. Okay, yeah. so I, well, this is the classic, when you're drunk, nothing really seems better. that yeah. bad. Yes. Oh, okay. You're right. And then drinking now is like virtual reality. Yeah, because while you're drinking... You know it's not real. Like you, you got these ideas. Ah, like, oh, that could work. That could okay. work. But at the same time, I'm also gonna sober up, and these probably won't happen. Yes, and you have an overinflated sense of like how things are going. Yes, like how funny you are, or oh, how I'm much people are right digging now. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, like fucking, I'm killing it tonight, whatever. And then you look back the next day, and you're like, you were an ass. And then this <laughs> one, this one, uh, then you realize you do all the same things sober. Yeah, because you do, but not to the extent of when you're drunk. It's like okay. an enhanced oh, yeah. version of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. The <laughs> last one, eight hours shifted to drink mines, comma Taco Bell, comma meth. I I'm having trouble with that. <laughs> that I'll be honest. A, uh, I, break I, I, part of me, part of me, remembers the eight hours shifted to drink mines because it was a it was a day drinking occasion, and I think I just got home. And I was like exhausted, and I just like I just put in eight hours at, at the mines. Yeah. At the, I just put in an eight hour shift at the drink mines. It'll do that to you. I don't know the Taco Bell or meth part. I, I think that's just like a grocery list that you're looking for Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm, I, am, I would not be a meth guy. I, so yeah, glad phone notes is back. Uh, that's a doozy, man. You were in a you were in a special place when you wrote that yeah. shit down. Yeah, I like it. That's good. Life's right. weird. Nick, what you got? Uh, this is actually a little bit of a cover song I've been uh-huh. working on here. Oh, oh, I, love this. <clears throat> I can't get no serotonin because <laughs> I try and I try and I try, but I quit. <laughs> That's good. That is good. So, you know, it's that time of year. It's it. starting to get darker earlier, yeah. and cold. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's tough to find that serotonin. Yeah, buddy, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we should have we should have brought that out for mental health health awareness week. No, we... that was yeah, that was part of it. Yeah, that's, part of it. Uh, uh, that's great. All right, uh, Bailey, what do you got? Uh, mine stems from a news story I saw a little bit earlier in September. Uh-huh. Scientists created a microorganism that can eat plastic out of the ocean. Oh, but it's only going to be a matter of time before this stuff mutates and it chews through the wall that separates us from the kaiju's and Godzilla. Mm. Oh, you're oh, right. You're thousand percent right. Released. There we go. Because at some point they're done with plastic. They got to move on to something else. So what, we're going to just or dump these just... microorganisms into the ocean and then yeah. they uh, eat all this plastic and they become a plastic monster that rises out of the ocean. They move the land eventually and eats our fucking face. 
Or let's say they just stick or, to plastic, but they're sick and tired of being in the ocean, and they yes. come through here and they just eat all our plastic. You know where we would be without plastic? Not a lot of boob Everything's jobs. Everything's made out of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fucking Hollywood would have a lot of noseless creatures running around. <laughs> That's all I thought. I don't know why. <laughs> These fucking plastic monsters, they go straight for people's tits and noses. Yeah, I don't, I, my brain was like, oh, man, I got to microwave everything on a paper plate. <laughs> or fucking Tupperware's uh, gone. <laughs> no more. T- that's the first thing that's we a tough, would lose. A type, a life without Tupperware would be uh, tough. I can't my imagine it. That was the dark ages back before Tupperware. What did you guys do? We couldn't store food at all. What did you guys do? Not you, you just had to make a whole new meal the next day. There was no leftovers. So you just threw it in the fridge with like no no container. You just no. You just threw it away because you couldn't store it. It rot. I just pictured like macaroni and cheese just sitting on the shelf in the fridge just. No bowl or anything. You just, you just spoon some onto the <laughs> yeah. <fridge>. Really crunchy. <laughs> uh, what do you uh, got, Todd? I have, um, I, I wrote this on my phone the other day. Uh, I went to, I stopped at the, the gas station nearest here off Fall Creek Road. And uh, when I was pulling in, this lady was pulling out. So I was taking her spot. So she passed me going the opposite direction real slow. And she had like one of those uh, gypsy um, Babushkas? scarf things over yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. No idea. I think so, though. So, and then on the side of her window was like a sign in the glass that said, uh, Third Eye Fortune Telling. Mm. Oh, nice. And a phone number for her services and all that. And then I noticed, like, she wasn't wearing her seatbelt. <laughs> and I was like, That's confidence in your craft. <laughs> right uh, She's like, Oh, better, but <laughs> nope, not crashing today. Good. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very observant of you, Todd. Yeah. We should get her in here. We should get her in here. I would love to have our fortune stole. Third the eye, we got the name Third Eye Fortune Telling. Yeah, we'll, we'll look it up. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I wonder if she's like does palms or... No. We'll find out. Either way. It'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a great idea, Nick. All right, and we brought back another segment. One of our favorites. I want to know. 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 All right, I want to know if the devil were to challenge you in a competition of your choosing mm-hmm. where if you win, you are awarded $100 million, mm-hmm. and if you lose, the devil gets your soul, what competition are you choosing? Okay, so I originally was going to go in a competition where like a committee would set up uh, acts, just normal everyday acts to do, mm-hmm. and see who could get that act done without, or see who could get that act done by using the least amount of energy. Oh, efficiency! It's an efficiency it, challenge. Work hard, work smart, not harder. Yeah, yeah. And I think I could beat him in that. But then, as I was talking today, just during the show, uh-huh. if we had a competition, uh, just to see who would black out and pass out faster, just but from running. I think I'd beat him there too. Oh, that's true because he's probably always in optimal shape. Correct. Jesus, he's the devil. I, he's supernatural. Yeah, and he. I've, I've ever. I've, I've seen if the pictures are correct. He is Jack. He's really Jack. Yeah. He looks like uh, I always imagined like the devil being built exactly like um, it's the guy from America's Got Talent. Simon Cow. No, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. 
I think he has the body of Terry Crews. Yeah, so I, th- I think I could beat the devil at, at any, either of those things. I think you could. Thanks, I man. think that's genius. I appreciate that. You're, you're, you're using yeah. what makes him the devil against him. Correct. And All my the strength. make him powerful. And my strengths, which are also my weaknesses. Yes. <laughs> Smart. Nick. Darts. Oh. Oh. Only game I am supremely confident in. Even if I'm not the best, I it's the only thing I would feel good going into I knowing I got a good shot. Like at I got a chance. Shot. Yeah. Yeah, you I don't think, think the devil maybe is really, really good at this. I'm sure he is, but I'm fucking good too. <laughs> all right, all right, and I like if it. I, as long as I throw that first one out there, out there with a good score, uh-huh. the first round, Get up I early. think that puts a little doubt in his mind. Mm-hmm. Getting his head. Yeah. I like it. I like the confidence. Yeah. Bailey, what are you picking? Uh, I'd have to say building IKEA furniture. Oh, oh you are yeah. really good at building IKEA that furniture. Well, I've I th- I'm confident. I walked through IKEA the other day and I've looked around. I think I've built at least <laughs> one thing of each section from IKEA. Uh huh. And like, so I had an entire like great room set up whenever I lived with Todd because I had like two gigantic rooms right next to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to leave pretty much all that furniture because you can't transport IKEA yeah, furniture. Yeah. It'll just it crumbles in your hands. Disintegrate. Right. So I've had to build multiple times. So yeah. I feel pretty confident. That's pretty about good. It. Yeah, yeah. And then once I get that hundred million dollars, I don't have to buy IKEA furniture anymore. Well, if he does it, I mean, he touches the furniture, it's just gonna fucking go up in flames. So it's true. Good luck. He would get so. I would just love to see the devil getting frustrated like I do, trying to put together IKEA <laughs> furniture. Like, These fucking the fucking drawings on the instructions <laughs> fucking don't match with the parts. <laughs> This part is not even listed in the instructions. <laughs> Hellfire exploding. <Yeah. laughs> what do you got, Todd? Um, I'm going to challenge him to a stand-up comedy competition where I, this used to be. Oh, you're used, screwed, dude. Yeah. Well, this is my plan. <laughs> so I I used to be when we did this group in Apple's Motor Pugs, we had this competition where um, you only had one hour to write a bit on a topic that was yeah, presented, yeah. and then there was an audience vote off at the end who had the best bit. So I think I just rig it to where the the bit has to be about Jesus. Because <laughs> crowds today, so politically correct, mm. whatever. Like, he's not going to be, he's going to be anti-Jesus. Yeah, he's going to take a lot guess. of shots. Yeah, and no matter how, he's probably going to be funnier than me because he's a devil and he has superpowers. But he also I don't knows a lot more about Jesus than you do. He does, but I think I can rely. Like I want to do it in L.A. too. No, better yet, I'm gonna do it in Mississippi in the Bible Belt. <laughs> you go anti-Jesus there. I don't care if you're Bill Burr funny. It's uh, not gonna fly. All I gotta do genius. is just be pro-Jesus. You're a genius, Todd. We're using not bad. We're what using if, what makes him the devil. Against what if he throws you a curveball? He gets up there. You know, uh, Christ had some good ideas, oh, and he went on a positive. He Christ could. Man. He could be. He could be. He could make it about him though. too. Like you know, I really like Jesus. I I didn't want to get cast out of there. <laughs> <laughs> we used to hang out. We used to be best friends. Well, then it'd just be the sad. That would just be sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, and th- once again, that's just coming to Jesus if he's uh-huh. standing in the back. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we used to hang out all the time. Then he started going to church a lot. And things got different. <laughs> he got, all, he got all churchy on me. <laughs> uh, all right, that was fun. Um, listener questions have been outstanding. Continue to send them. If you can send them particularly to the Heartland Radio DMs yep. on Twitter, that would be helpful. But you're doing fine. You're sending those to them. You're sending those to us individually, so we're finding them. And um, we're starting next week again. We'll do a giveaway next week for mm-hmm. Wednesday's episode. The the our favorite listener question will get a free shirt. So hit it. 
Riddle me this, riddle me that. Remember, there are no stupid questions, just stupid people. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You, you can't, can't handle, handle the truth. truth! Question number one. Diggs. Question number one, Todd. What is a weird food combo you do slash have seen someone do? For example, my ex ate PBJ and dipped it in ranch. Ooh. That's disgusting. Mm. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Thanks, First, If you dip your PBJ into ranch, you're a fucking you have some piece issues. of shit. Issues. That's, there's no glad way that, that flavor. Glad that's your ex. No way that flavor combination works. Let me tell you this one, though. Because uh-huh. mine deals with peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Peanut butter and jelly with uh, Doritos on it. God, mm. I was hoping you were going to say that because I have done that. Delicious. And I, I'd forgotten that I'd done that. It is you delicious. started speaking, and I was like, please say Doritos. It's all the correct flavor profiles. It's the salt versus sweet, salt which you can sweet never the best. With Texture. The, with the crunch. Yep. It's got everything. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even call that weird. <laughs> no. I'm well, I mean, it's just, I, don't, I just don't think a lot, a lot of people, people have yeah. thought about it, yeah. for sure. And if you crunch up Doritos and put them on your PBJ, also delicious. Yeah, that's, wow. yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking oh, about. I thought you were dipping it in there. No, no, no. Oh, have you done that? No. Try, take your peanut butter and jelly, kind of mix it together in a bowl, like loosely, not to where it's Who like does that? Nah, okay, thing, you made it weird. And then dip the Dorito. You made, it, Dorito you made it weird, dude. Oh, it's so good. We, we're talking about on the sandwich. This is like your affinity for fancy sauce, and you have to have the, like the PB&J. You, no, come on, man. It's good. I'm no. just saying don't <laughs> knock it till you try it. No. Take one single Dorito. So you're treating it like dip a it salsa? In a peanut butter. Yes, use your peanut butter and jelly as a salsa. Take one bite. It'll blow, it'll blow your mind. That shouldn't happen. Uh, I thank you. It I'm, shouldn't. But the bumblebee should not be able to fly either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some it's things body, are inexplicable. Its body is too yes. big for its wings. I don't like what you're doing, but Doritos on a peanut butter jelly sandwich are delicious. No, I would agree. That elevates. It changes the game. Have you ever done that, Pat? No, I use crunchy peanut butter for the texture there. Mm-hmm. And normally with most sandwiches, I do add chips strictly for the texture, but the crunchy peanut butter does it for me, so I don't have to add any flavors that are completely out of bounds when it comes to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like a Dorito. <laughs> but, I mean, I will try it. Well, I Lay's will... original on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, also good. Is it just for the texture, though? No, it's no, the salt. It's the salt versus sweet thing. Mm, I can respect that. Yeah. I don't really do that. I don't, I, I don't fucks with the salt and sweet thing. No? No, no. I keep my sweet, sweet, and my salt, salt. That's just what I do. Because I have a basic palate. I don't think my hand, my, my mouth can handle both. Yeah, I'd like, so you don't like like a chocolate-covered pretzel, a uh, dipped No, pretzel. not really. I will do the pretzel peanut butter thing, though, which I guess is kind of what you guys are talking about right now. Oh, the, I, the stuffed the pretzel, yes. yes. Yeah, Come on. I can do that. The question Come was on. weird food combos that, yeah. that we do. You got one? I know you have one. I used to dip chips in uh, Miracle Whip. I mean, that used to just be my go-to. That's on my list. Yeah, (laughs) used dip chips and Miracle Whip. Um, That's French. Let's see. I don't. I don't know what. Well, yeah, because the French put mayonnaise on all their French fries, so chips and mayonnaise is basically. Well, I mean, mayonnaise and ketchup is literally the greatest thing of all time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you put those two together for uh, French fry dip. It's yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, I think I eat pretty basic stuff. Yeah, to be honest, I think I do. But that's one people should try, and I guarantee a lot of people listening have not tried. No, dipping their have. potato chip into America. I mean, no, that's when you're in dire. You sure. are in a like bad I've spot. I've got no dip here. I've got nothing. Yeah. yeah. See, I used to do 
bologna sandwich with Miracle Whip on it and throw some chips on top of there. Basically, that, that's very That's good. a standard sandwich, yeah. I think. Am I, <laughs> yeah. Is that crazy? I don't know. If I haven't crazy. had a bologna sandwich in probably 15 years. Bro, I used to fry them, too. You fry oh, the yeah. bologna. Oh. Nick bought it one time so when good. we lived together, and there was bologna in the in the fridge, and I was like, oh, I haven't had that in a long time. I didn't, I didn't steal it, though. It's one of those things, yeah, you just do a throwback to your childhood. Like, oh, I haven't had bologna in about 20 years. Let's see what this tastes like. <laughs> or jail, because that's what they gave <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> they gave you a bologna sandwich in jail. I asked the uh, guard if he could fry it up for me like it was my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> get a little, get a little hint of nostalgia here. Is there any way you could put this on a fryer? <laughs> they did How's that. the bread there? I heard the bread. Like, where did you find this bread? It's like not real bread. It, what, it didn't stick together well, from what yeah. I recall. I, I like. It was almost like I was eating keto. Like I ripped the bologna out from in the middle of it. <laughs> and remember, they delivered it to me saying it's supposed to be bologna, and bologna is a fake meat. So yeah. if, it's, <laughs> if it's supposed to be a fake meat. I mean, what could it possibly be? <laughs> I have questions. Fake bologna. It's not. Uh, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't exist. I don't know what you would use. Maybe well, all bologna is stuffed animals, yeah. like fake animals. Is spam fake bologna? Kind of. Sally McAfee. I've never had spam before. Uh, really? Sally McAfee does not fuck with the spam because I guess her whole childhood was spam, and anytime it's brought up, she just like instant puke almost. It's like a two girls one cup reaction. Yeah. <laughs> In Hawaii, though, they love the spam. Really. Love the I love spam and eggs. I don't Whoa. think I've ever had it because my it, mom Todd? literally wouldn't let me. It's like really salt. It's like yeah. ham kind of, but it's more. You know, it's like bologna paste made into it's. It's like a fluffy, like soft bacon almost. Yeah, but not as good as bacon. So you're just yeah. not. It comes what in you're like describing a does not sound appetizing. You know, you, you know the square um, um, hash brown thing, like you, the cake hash brown cake you get at McDonald's. It's like that shape almost. Yeah. Okay. But it's like a hammy looking substance. <laughs> it's very hard to describe. It's very hard to describe. <laughs> they have hundreds of different flavors though. That's what do you thing. mean? Like there's not it's not just spam what? spam. Like you can get like cheddar jalapeno spam. I had no idea. Mm. You can get bacon spam. Are you serious? If yeah. you give me a cheddar jalapeno thing, I'll 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 yeah. probably eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the jalapeno little hint of anything in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I do too. It so yeah, to that point, my answer to this question is for a while when I lived in the South Side in Pittsburgh, there was always this uh, steak shop, the Pittsburgh Steak Company, I think it was called. No, yeah. no, no, no. That was the, the restaurant. The, uh, the sub shop. Oh, was that right was stunk, I can't remember. Dude. Yeah, but I would go there late night and get a cheesesteak, and I would have them add chili to it, and then like the nacho cheese, and mm. then a couple jalapenos on top, and that was a weird combo that I, uh, mm. I got. I was so really cheesesteak with chili and cheese and yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I would try that, that for sounds sure. Like pretty good. It was course. pretty good. I've never heard of it. Before, I've never had it sober, definitely. but it was pretty good. Yeah. A couple times I ate it drunk. <laughs> that sounds delicious. What was that thing I was doing late night every time in Southside? It was uh, the gyros. Oh my god, those things are terrible. <laughs> the next day, I would eat them every single night. Every single night, <laughs> I was Tony's, like, down Tony's. Yeah, and then what was that, what was that? The cucumber or something? There's like <clears> some cucumber, cucumber sauce. Uh, that, uh, you don't like that? Uh, I love it. The next morning, my entire mouth would just taste like I got face fucked by a cucumber. <laughs> it was. I, I, I think I probably loved it in. I never had it sober ever. Never really? had it once sober. But all I would do is wake up the next morning. I would just have this cucumber flavor in my mouth. I was <laughs> like, "What the fuck happened last night?" I thought oh, you, you were... stopped down. Buddy's got a euro. I would get it without the cucumber sauce, and I would ask him for hot sauce, and they always looked at me funny. But I thought I thought it was better. I thought you were gonna say cat Dan. Pussy man, I think is his nickname. Oh, with the um, they dumplings. Had, yeah, he had a, like a pita shell, and then he put like this moon sauce chicken on it. Like I don't even know what it was, and then uh, fried dumplings on top of it, and that 
The line for that thing every weekend was at least 45 minutes. How come we never did that? Man? We did. We definitely It was Cantonese. See that? And then you would wake up in the morning, and the moon sauce would be on your shoes and clothes, and um, your clothes, that was just it. And the, forever. And the guy sleeping next to you would have his jaw dislocated. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said the wrong thing to a guy with an affliction shirt on about 2.33 a.m. <laughs> Dude, that's such a real thing. Now, when you see an affliction shirt, no. you're like, I'm not hanging around here. <laughs> when it starts to get late, it. that guy's going to be a problem. The guy watches UFC, and he knows how to make you tap out. <laughs> There's no cage. There's no gloves being tapped. There's no big John McIntyre, whatever the fuck his name is. But that guy is ready to go f- four rounds with you if you want. In his fucking jeans, too. He's just waiting for it, too. Constantly, they have that look all the fucking time. Fucking rhinestones all over his jeans. Say something. Say something. Right. If you accidentally look that way, I mean, now, yeah. you're, now you're going into a four. Bro, you looking at my girl? <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. You got a problem? I did not mean to. I just had a, like, a twitch in my neck. I just accidentally looked that way. I am so sorry. Hey, motherfucker, if you want to go, we'll go. I don't, though. Like, I just want to go home. <laughs> I fucking hate my dad. Bro. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But I hate the situation we're in. Oh, it's my fault. Just never ends. Uh, just gotta keep your head down and fucking go straight to the gyro <laughs> shop. Straight to the gyro shop. I, I, I do hot dogs, nacho cheese, ketchup, and onions. If yeah, I don't think get, that's weird. Me neither. I think that's. A, but you just said what you said was. See, weird. I never would have guessed that you would put onions on the top of that. Is it a raw onion or like a caramelized cooked onion? I don't like the caramelized cooked onions. Really? I like the raw onions. Okay. Like quarter pounder with cheese onions. Yeah. Yep. Those are the best onions, I think. There's something different about those onions. Those onions hit different. What, what are McDonald's they? Onions. How do know. I make them? They're minced. I don't know. They're good. Quarter pounder with cheese onions, probably the best onions out there, if I had to guess. Yeah, I feel like they would market that and sell it separately. Yeah. I'm surprised they have them, by the way. It's, it's like a minced white onion that's very potent whenever you open the pack. Like working at McDonald's, working in the line, it is, it's the only it thing you smell. And really? they take the, the skin is somewhere, yep. nowhere near to be. There's no spots where you like accidentally get the skin no. stuck in your head. Why if no. McDonald's was going like the extra mile and only using the core center of the <laughs> onion? They like, throw the rest of Yeah, and just throwing it, because you know what? They're like, our customers. Deserve it. Wouldn't surprise me. They're you gonna know, get the heart of the onion. You know how they can grow now sunflower seeds without the, the shell. The shell. I wonder if McDonald's is growing just the core of onions <laughs> somehow. They, they've hired some engineer to no. come in there and create the perfect hybrid onion. We got a shit ton of GMOs, but we got rid of the fucking. Uh... <laughs> sunflower thing's real. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they they've found ways to just kind of cheat everything. It's I only eat sunflower seeds for the shell. Really. See, that doesn't always happen. <laughs> I've never once cracked open a sunflower. Are you that way with pistachios? <laughs> <laughs> You're just licking the salt off the shell. And yeah. Spitting and then just spitting yeah. the whole thing yeah. out? Yeah. It gets like soft, too. You don't even it, crack them? You, no, I don't even crack them. You feel <laughs> no, the little thing just, inside, and you're like, nope. It's literally just to suck the salt off or the flavor off, and then I spit it out. Oh, I chew them up, and then I get the like the wood fibers are all caught yeah. on my gums. Like, See, I don't have to deal with that. Picking them out for like hours. Would you like an ashtray? It's <laughs> <laughs> a nasty habit. Pistachios, I love. Oh yeah, uh, like when you buy them in the bag, but but they're like fucking one hundred thirty three dollars for like a twelve ounce bag. <laughs> true, of true. Pistachios that are already so much chilled. work. Yeah, no, sure. I don't know. They're I see. I'm, I love cracking open pistachio. You know what? Peanuts too much work. That's yeah. correct. And they got a soft ass outside. Like it, it, what? peanuts, I also just suck the salt and spit them out. Yeah, just. <laughs> This guy's just sucking it's a nuts. lot of it. <laughs> Bro, you just suck nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm best at. It's just like a flavor saver for you. It's not even a nut. 
That's wild to me. Why well, don't you just pour packets of salt in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's unhealthy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the, bu- the buffalo sunflower seeds probably your favorite, huh? Uh, the last good. ones I had, like the well, ones, that was my they, fault. They I, were dog I, shit. I didn't get David's. I got some. Oh, oh yeah, that was your. Oh come on, what are you doing, dude? No, I was get knockoff sunflower seeds, bro. We listen to knockoff music doing? every day. <laughs> my life's be become doing, generic. We can't do fucking generic sunflower. <laughs> they were not good. I had the the, the Miracle Whip um, dip with the chips on mine, but also sometimes I'll, I'll mix it with mustard. It's a little weird. But on a regular Ruffles potato chip. Yellow mustard? It, yep. Just regular yellow mustard mixed with Miracle Whip. Like one part mustard, four parts Miracle Whip. <laughs> okay. So the Miracle Whip dominates. Just mustard. a hit of mustard. But there's a little bit of tang it adds to it. There's some people like that it. hate mustard. Yeah. Sam hates mustard. I don't like it. Can't yeah. even smell it. Sam, if she even smells it, she hates it. I like it. Zero I'm not to that level, but I, don't, I would never choose it. What about I, on a pretzel? No, cheese. Cheese. All day. Well, really? yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I like the cheese, yeah. too, but I do enjoy, I like both. I sometimes Otherwise, I like I'll just eat the pretzel. Plain. So let's say cheese is not an option. Plain pretzel. Same. Really? No mustard dip at all. Nope. I, see, I'm, I'm not against mustard. I'll put it on a hot dog, and I'll put it on a cheeseburger, but that's it. I'm not putting it on a pretzel. Really? See, I won't even do that. But like, if it's on a McDonald's burger already or something like that, I'll eat it. I'll I'm put not. a ketchup on a burger or on a hot dog so fucking fast, and I'll swat like the Kembe Mutombo of mustard away from my fucking hot dog. <laughs> and people in Chicago just hate that. You don't put ketchup on a hot dog. Well, that's like, the well, dumbest thing I've better. ever heard. Dude, it speaking of Chicago, this fucking um, Portillo's thing per- you got for Zito's birthday—that Portillo's hot dog cake, or it was just a bunch of good, huh? hot dogs. Pot- Amazing. I, I always like. I was like. I get it. There's a lot of buzz around, but I'm like, I'm not going to go to a restaurant just for a fucking hot dog. Pretty I will good. now. Those were fucking <laughs> amazing. Good, Unbelievable. Incredible. And the cheese. Oh, uh, just give me a big I mean, you just thought, cheese and dip You just in. figured Zito loves it, but Zito loves any type of food. Well, I mean, uh, I like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Chicago. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A, I was just like, why would you go to a restaurant specifically for a hot dog? That's why. That's why right there. They're amazing. It's good. You can't I, get them like that anyway. That Miracle Whip mustard mix is very intriguing to thinking me. Thinking about it. I am thinking about whether or not <laughs> I'd like it or not. I don't know. It's. I would say it's not for everybody, but I like it. Because the, the mustard has a little bit of tanginess to it that I like. I think you just try and turn every food into tasting like a cheeseburger. <laughs> well, sure, because cheeseburgers are <laughs> <laughs> As close as my other food can get to a cheeseburger, the happier I am. You know what I... I think I might enjoy that. I might spicy mustard it though for some reason. Mm. I'm on a big spicy mustard kick these days. It's kind of waking me a lot, making me up a little bit. Spicy make, mustard make me feel alive, dude. I made some fancy sauce the other day because <laughs> I I cooked that. I had this bacon. And I was like, I gotta cook either freeze this bacon or cook it. It's been in the refrigerator too long, so I cooked a whole pack of bacon. And made some fancy sauce, and I just dipped my bacon in the fancy sauce, and I was having Ketchup a and good mayonnaise? time. Come yeah, on. ketchup oh, and mayonnaise together and God. dip the bacon in there. How good is that? Oh, so good. I dude. used to do it's bacon sandwich with more, ketchup and mayonnaise. More cheeseburger oh, yes. stuff. Oh, oh it is yes. good. Yes, with American cheese. Yeah. Oh, because it was like a BLT, except I didn't fuck it up with lettuce, bread, and tomato. <laughs> <laughs> There's a legendary story that Charlie Weiss almost died from a bacon sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. he ate one every day for like. Well, he got that surgery, the uh, gastro. Oh yeah, the lap band. Yeah, the, no, I think it was. The more important one. I don't, I don't think it was just lap band. Oh yeah, there's even, yeah, there's two types of that. Yeah, I think it was like the super duper one. Oh. Like they, um, they, they shrink your stomach basically. They thought he was gonna die or something like that. 
And then he successfully happens. He starts losing weight weight at a rapid rate, rapid rate. And then he walked up to one of them team buffets at the hotel, and he there was just never ending supply of bacon there, and that was his kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> like and I guess he OD on bacon. I guess he had like a hundred pieces of bacon <laughs> on this bacon sandwich he made. And uh, I guess that was almost all she wrote. <laughs> he came out the other side of it, though. But I can, I can completely understand. Yeah. Man. Okay. Earlier we were talking about if we had to die from unnatural causes, what, how would we want to die? I want to die that way. <laughs> <laughs> OD on bacon. That's the way to go. I'm gonna die from a plane crash. I can already tell. Just the, uh, you're, the, the chances are going up. Ah, uh, well, that's it, the dangerous of being famous. By the way, it's like that's that's a famous person's way to die. True. Well, and also, uh, these trips we've been making, it feels like every single one of them gets less and less secure. <laughs> every single one of them, there's more and more. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Fill every bump on those things. Oh, my God. And I feel like there for a while, we had a good run where it was just like up and down, nice and smooth. Once we had to start doing the laps in Orlando for a disabled plane on the runway, and there was only one runway available, so we had to do laps in the sky until they could get said disabled plane off the runway so we could land and we must have hit the fucking rockies of the sky because <laughs> we were just up and down. it felt like we were dropping five thousand feet at you know, a time he was and, doing some turns too some maneuvers and and then we landed ty schmidt was literally almost dead he had like, tears in his eyes he's the most pale human i've ever seen in my life that was the first time i was ever on a plane where i was like oh yeah this is it and then ever since that moment it feels like i've been getting that feeling a lot more so at any given time i'm going out on a plane and uh <laughs> I think that's the way I want to go. Just take it down. And there's there'll be a camera on because Foxy's filming at all times. Mm -hmm. Content till I die. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear my last words. I think that'll be it. I think that'll yeah. be it. I think that is, that'll be it. The out. other day on the plane, I was thinking when it was it got a little rough, I started like typing a goodbye message in my phone just so yeah. if they found it, people uh, would That's a great where, idea. That's where we're getting to, by the way, uh -huh. on these planes. That's literally what it's feeling like on a regular basis now that this weather. I didn't know if anyone else did that. This guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've probably written four or five messages. Already. I don't want people to like, I want how I was feeling at the end to be my thoughts. I don't want people to guess at what I was thinking. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares what you were thinking. My loved ones do care. <laughs> the my, key is hitting. My parents and my girlfriend will care. I agree. The key is hitting Maybe. send right before you hit the ground. Well, it has that's to be when you're going to have the best reception. Hold on, though. Yeah. It has to be above 10,000 feet, though, because the Wi-Fi. Well, I'm saying go cellular data right before you hit the ground. You're but, back. But well, I was your thinking phone, now you're banking on your phone picking up the LTE mm -hmm. in that quick of time before you hit. I think you have to get it out at 10,001. Uh, I've already thought this out, by the way. You have to, I think, at 10,001 foot hit send on that mm. or 10,500 feet so you can get out before you See, hit 10,000. See, I was 10, thinking that, too. Or what sucks then is... That's plenty of time for the pilot to save it. So Correct. you send it, and then he pulls out of it, and you're like, oh, God. Oh, well, dude. then I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. I just oh. told all those people <laughs> how much them. I fucking hate them, <laughs> and now we're not going to That die. is not the message I'm sending. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. No, I was thinking because the other day, cool. I forgot about the 10,000 feet thing. So I, I did send a text when we were like 5,000 feet, and mm -hmm. it was just green. Yep. But then when we got cellular service again, it did send. It like went through. And your phone doesn't just pick it up either as soon no. as we get down. Like yeah. it, 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 takes it, it takes a while to pick, catch up. If Steve Jobs was running things, we'd be able to get it as soon as we get back. But mm -hmm. Tim Cook is kind of delayed on the situation. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. I probably shouldn't put that out in the universe. No, it's going to happen. Eh, it's been a fun <laughs> run. <laughs> as long as you accept it. I have already. That yeah. Orlando one, I just fully accepted it. Like, <laughs> 
I mean, I feel like you're kind of signing your own internal waiver anyway when you agree to fly or every time you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, hey, it's a possibility. The, I know that coming into it. And I always look up the numbers of successful flights daily, you know, because you only hear about the non-successful mm-hmm. flights. Yeah. There's a lot of them. A lot of successful flights. Safer than driving. Safe, yeah, safer than driving, yeah. safer than scootering, even though we have somebody in the room that has broke their clavicle. Uh, <laughs> a lot of injuries are mounting on those scooters. I get messages every weekend now. I think that's just the hype machine. I don't the vape, know. the vape, the anti-vape propaganda got me. <laughs> I'm all the way out on the vapes. Are you all the way out? And I was all the way in. Me and too. Now I'm all the way out. After I watched that thing, I could literally, I could feel my lungs. I could feel the popcorn popping in there. Insurance companies are cracking down on vaping now, same as smoking. Oh, like they're, they're raising like your rates you? and all that. Yeah. Really? Well, they test for nicotine. No, I think it's just a, I'm fucked. I think it's just a, <laughs> it's just a yes or no. Like, like when I've when, well, I had life, when I had life insurance before at work, like they were like, "Do you smoke? No. Yeah. Do you chew tobacco? No. No one ever checked. Mm-hmm. It's like the doctor. Anytime you get checked, it's like, uh, how often do you smoke? I'm like, tobacco, cigarettes. Yeah, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> how often do you smoke marijuana? Ever, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, is it three times a week, four times a week, more, more, more? Yodade, yodade. The price is right. That's, uh, I have the same feeling and problem when they ask about drinking. Because you guys know me, I don't like to lie. And I don't want to lie to my doctor. I want to be truthful. I want, to, I want a fair assessment of and what you're my humble. is. Well, that's one part of it. But like, I, I just I don't know what to tell them. I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, I have a couple drinks a week but it always sounds worse when uh, you have to actually say it out loud when i got arrested and i had to go meet with a psychologist yes. up there in chicago six seven of them and they sat me down and said how often do you drink and i'm like well is it in season or out of season they're like uh let's go with out of season for this question i'm like i don't know three times a week four times a week five times a week they're like uh oh three times a week four times a week five times a week. i'm like that three times a week they're like all right and they start doing the math yeah like 52 times three uh do you know you are intoxicated 160 blah 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 days out of the year which is blah 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 blah, blah yeah which good only, time. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> only leaves this many days for recovery blah blah they're like you're only fully sober like 25 days a year and i'm like are 16 of them game days <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they'll ask me, they're like, how many drinks do you have a week? And I'm like, I don't know, like 20? They're like, 20? And I'm like, yeah, but it's all in one day. Yeah. <laughs> a few hours. It's a few hours, really. It's not even a full day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're very judgmental, those doctors. <laughs> yeah. They are. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like when uh, on the insurance thing, that there should be a blood test before they can make a decision like that. Why? That would be bad for everyone. And then if there's a gamble, like it should be done like in a betting fashion. Mm. You should be able to buy, like bet on yourself. So they, you're like, all right, yeah, I'm, you test me. I fucking, I got nicotine in my system. I drink too much, blah, blah, blah. I will bet you that I make it 10 years. <laughs> and then they're like, there's, there's a wager. How much? And they have to put up an amount. You know what I mean? So maybe you're paying a lot for it, but there's a huge payoff to get into the 10th year. Can I short that bet? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Right. The, um, when I was doing a psychologist thing, they were like, do you smoke marijuana? And literally the night before I got arrested was one of the biggest smoke sessions <laughs> I've ever been a part of in my life. But I hadn't failed a test at this point, right? Mm. 
So I was like, I think I've been around it, you know? They're like, so have you smoked it? I was like, I was around it. They're like, well, you're getting tested in one week from today. Will that test come back as a fail? If it does and you don't tell us anything, we're going to hold that against you. I was like, I don't think so. I don't think I've smoked anything. I lost 20 pounds yeah, oh in yeah. one week. I was suspended. I wasn't allowed to go to the facility. I literally just jump roped. Anytime I was awake, I just jumped roped. I lost, I think it was 18 pounds in one week. <laughs> wow. I have yet to have a failed piss test on my record, and I didn't get a single message from those psychologists that was like, well, you fucking said it. You weren't going to get one. <laughs> now, granted, you showed up like a... Uh, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> in that uh, Dallas, Dallas Buyers, Buyers Club. <laughs> so I would like it to be known that I have zero fails on my entire test, which is basically what you were saying. Like, I want yeah. the doctor to be mm-hmm. like, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, we're going to test you in one week from the day. And if there's any in there, we're going to hold it against you. It's like, was that a challenge, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I won't eat a single thing. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I start to do that for my blood test now when I go to the, you know, get my testosterone shot or whatever. And every, so every now and then I have to get my blood tested. So I learned from before, because remember when I got the diabetes scare and all that shit or whatever? Yeah. I was like, motherfucker. But then I got to thinking about it and I was like, Hold on. You had a diabetes Oh, ago? yeah, they're like your pre-diabetic, blah, blah, all this he stuff. He was well like, on the way. I mean, we all pretty much. Hypertension. <laughs> I'm no doctor, but, yeah. I mean, you were trying. it. <laughs> Hypertension, all this stuff back. Like, you, like this is a problem. You know, you got to address or you're going to have to go on medication for it. So I'm like, okay. And I got to thinking about it. So I was like, man, I better drink a bunch that night before. Like, I think I got pretty drunk the night before. So I'm like, I'm going to go in. I won't drink two days before I go in there. Because it's always on Saturday, right? So I usually have drinks on Friday night. Go in and told came back. Pfft, looks like I'm 22 again. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, you got nothing wrong. And I'm like, your fucking tests are bullshit. If you can't tell the difference between a guy who's hungover and a guy who has diabetes... What are we doing here? Yeah, guys, you didn't have me check the blackout box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, good for you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Not being pre-diabetic. Proud of you, man. Uh, I'm just hung over. All right, next question. Question number two. Todd, let me pull it up here. I missed the I want to know segment. I want to know what is each member's favorite beer to drink excessively. Doesn't have to be a favorite tasting. Just what brand you're choosing when you suck down 20 cold ones. Ah, that's a good question. Beast Light. What? No way. You just said that to pander to <laughs> New America. That is 100%. You looked at that guy's profile just to see what he drinks. <laughs> When's the last time you had a beast? You, you never College. had one. You never had one. College. Were you a beast school? No, we were Natty Light school. That's, that's the real answer. Natty Light? Yeah, we were Natty Light school. Okay. What kind of school was West Virginia? Natty Light, through and through. There's pictures that have been emerging from my college days where there is natural light heavy over my shoulder everywhere oh, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sitting. It was natural light got me through school. Uh, it's, is it our region was natural light, you think? I or? think so. I think, I think yeah, because uh, Beast is middle of America, I think. Milwaukee, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We definitely had it around. I mean, I've had I've enjoyed a case or two of my time. But if it wasn't Natty Light, a lot of people were Bush Light. Oh, yeah. yeah that's big. Bush is country. Mm-hmm. Reed. My uh, roommate, Reed, who's currently working on a farm in the hills of West Virginia, who has 45 degrees and was a valedictorian and an (laughs) (laughs) All-American. One of the most electric figures of all time. He loves Bush. And every time he opened it, he would say, Bush. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a a camo can. I mean, it's fucking beautiful. If you knew it was going to be a night, you could go Natty Ice and get that extra alcohol content. No. 
and just like burn all your textbooks. See, I've mm-hmm. actually drank Milwaukee's best, like the beach, just the normal one, more than I have light, actually. Yeah, mine's because it's like strong. We were natty light, and it tastes just like you're drinking. Bush steel. Light was definitely the strong competitor, and like when I was in college. And natural light, though, I would drink it like lukewarm, like room temperature. Why? I, I don't know. It just went down so f- good. Then. I used to do that with Gatorades as a kid. That yeah. makes sense. So uh-huh. chug it fast. Yeah, I think that was it. You just you could down but beer so though, like. But now I'm like Rolling Rock. I think Rolling Rock's a very light beer. Really? Yeah. We'll try so, Yeah, I just feel better about myself. I'm drinking. I just stick to the Coors Rolling Lights Rock. and Bud Lights now. I drink whiskey and vodka until I get tired of it, and then I'm like, I'll just finish the night out with beers. Uh huh. I don't. I don't. I would not put twenty beers down. Probably in the near future. If you had to, though, what would it be? Natural light, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it would be natural light. That's what it would be. But they, you know, when they, came, <laughs> you know, when they when they made it too, they were like, "We just need something that goes down easy." Not Bud Light, which might taste a little bit better than natural light. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit cooler and colder. Mm-hmm. Also more expensive. If I was to have to take down twenty beers. Let's say I'm at an event mm-hmm. where we're celebrating Todd not having diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I would take down 20 natural lights. I think that is actually my choice. Mm-hmm. I think that really is my choice. Yeah. Because I'm going to want to do that as fast as possible. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And natural lights just disappear. Do you guys do case races in college? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The natural light was always the Keg races as well. <laughs> those were a good time. Yeah, you could get a team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was always anchor on those things. And I really feel like my particular teammates weren't looking out for my. That'll get us. Battle do it. Do you ever do the pitcher with a straw? No. Uh, there's another one. That's an instant fu- puke fest where you, yep. you have to finish your pitcher before the other team, and you have two straws. That's it. Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah, it's tough. That'll fuck you up. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember we did that, though, one night at Carson City Saloon against John Malecki How'd with uh, the Cola Cabs. They were the big, giant fishbowl so, yeah, type mixed drinks. Straight yeah. sugar. And it was that's me, an you, hangover. and someone else, and we went for the straw. And Malecki used to play at Pitt, play for the Steelers, a bunch of NFL teams. He took it, and he it was like a big martini glass, and he just took it straight to the face and chugged it, and he smoked us. <laughs> yeah. That's cheating. Yeah, that's cheating. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, that, that's not, not the rules, Malecki. That's not the rules. <laughs> He's incredible with wood now, that guy. Good yeah, very guy. good with wood. Great wood guy. Like, we're talking like... High Master s- craftsman type yes. stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yes, on the YouTube, too. Dude, it looks so cool. like I've always wanted to be able to do that. Like, it does like, look cool it being does. a carpenter and just in there like making like chairs and yeah. cool shit like that? It seems like the coolest thing. He's gonna lose a nub. That's yeah. okay. Oh, <laughs> no it just kind of comes with the territory. But his videos are awesome. I feel like you don't have street cred unless you have like the tip of your finger. Something, <laughs> something's got to be <laughs> missing. I mean, yeah, I wonder if he's already done that. Just maybe specifically for street just hides cred. it well. What do we have? Shop class in high school? Yeah, yeah. that was the worst. we made a birdhouse. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And then the next semester, we made a tote bag in uh, sewing class. I made a cigar box, I think. Yeah, it was just one of those little things that opens. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. I was a part of a group that made one of those. I don't think I did much, <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> did I'm- you guys make the CD clocks? No. It was, no. A, it was a clock and a little wooden stand, and the face of the clock was a CD and we had to like put the clock ears on it in the hands. Now. What was it? Home Ec too? They tried to teach us how to fucking sew. Yeah, they sew a tote bag. Yeah, man, those glasses that were a fucking worst. waste. Had to go to <laughs> hey, I, I remembered right. how to sew. Had to go to fucking. This Joe shirt I'm fabrics. wearing, no joke. I ripped the tag out of it, and the tag is up here. And when I ripped the tag out, it put a hole in the shirt. And I was like, oh, I really like this shirt. So I sewed the hole back together. Did you use the little foot thing? No, no. Sewing I don't have a machine. <laughs> you have a sewing machine? <laughs> sewed, it, sewed it by hand. 
Yeah, but you could have figured That's, that out watching a YouTube video. Absolutely yeah. could have. I'm saying it made me sit Machines in this fucking hour long class, <laughs> this lady. I mean, the, the with that by the hand worst. is easy. Like, I am never going to need to know how to use a sewing machine. I mean, what are we doing? I'll tell you what, you got to pump that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. By the way, my truck's dead. Yeah. Yeah, what right. happened? We talk? What's the diagnosis? The prognosis? I would assume it. it's because I hadn't put oil in it. <laughs> how long? It's been a, since I bought it. <laughs> I don't know. Who has time, man? I, I just don't understand. On my list of things to do, oil to that truck is just nowhere near it because the only time I get in the truck is when I'm in a rush to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm, I'm, I'm up against the clock every time I get in that truck, and then it starts beeping and yelling at me like, hey, motherfucker. That's basically what my truck's been saying for the last year or so. <laughs> and then they're right there on 70 in the middle of rush hour with cars buzzing by. That thing just was... And I was pushing the gas, and just nothing was happening. So I went from like 50 to 40, to 30, to 17, and there was no side of the road in sight. (laughs) So we were getting up over the peak of this like bridge, and it was just like, I was like, oh my God, I got to make it to the top. I got to make it to the top. And the car behind me started to realize what was going on, and he was trying to stop the traffic to the left where I had to get to to get to a big open space. He was putting his hand out to stop people. They were fucking flipping him off. (laughs) I watched this guy get flipped off by like four people over there, just boom. So I was like, all right, I'm a bigger car. I'm just going to start veering over there. People were ramming on their horns going off on the side of the road, basically, like trying not to take out my front end. Nobody was letting me over. And then all of a sudden, I just kind of slowed down. I was going like a mile and a half while I was drifting off that road and it just came to a stop and it, it it didn't even say anything except for like as i was stopped the car was still on i put it in park and then the oil alarm came back oh. up on the <laughs> oh, no. it's like we told you dude we uh, told you my, our, my buddy jeff oske was traveling with his family in the opposite direction when you were breaking down i just found this out last night and he goes <laughs> and his kids go is that pat mcafee and he was like yeah they're like what is he doing he's like i don't know and they were like well, don't you know him? He's like, yeah, but I don't know what's happening to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> like he's breaking down or something. I did. I had to call Frank Boy to come pick me up. Frank got the car back to the house, the truck back to the house. Though here in Indiana, people's cars get stuck on the side of the road for years. You don't oh, have a, yeah. There's no Every emissions day. test. There's no emissions or not, test. Or whatever. You don't have to get mm-hmm. expected. No. And literally, we've been making fun of these humans for a long time. Like, motherfuckers just leaving their cars right there on the side of the road. Like, yeah, no big deal. Just leave that shit. <laughs> I was almost that guy. <laughs> Frank called one tow company. That tow uh, company didn't call him back. They went and did another job on another state. Nick was just waiting, had to call somebody else. It was an entire process, but I appreciate it. They were probably yeah. blown away. They were like, what do you mean, tow your car? You're supposed to leave it. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It's it was done. like three hours waiting for one, and then I called another one. And they're like, oh, yeah, we had 20 minutes. They were there. No problem. Uh it's a joke. But all my other cars, they, they really work well, too. You know? Like, the car <laughs> I drove today, that thing hasn't been registered since 2016. I'm just rolling the <laughs> dice getting that thing down here. I assume. Mine, uh, my, my registration was up in June, whatever. Uh-huh. I'm just going to try to roll out till January. Yeah. It's, I'm just going to get the New Year's one. Yeah, with, there you with, go. with the particular car that I'm driving, though, it is what we like to call an eye grabber. Correct, yeah. yes. Stands out. Stands So... And this thing's for sale immediately, by the way. As soon as we register it, it is for sale. But the um, there was three cops today that pulled up next to me to look at the car. And then they just pulled by me or whatever. 
Like if they just do a little whoopsie behind there and see the 16 on the side of it, I assume I'm getting pulled over. Right? I mean, <laughs> that might be the way to go though. Is if they're so worried about looking at the car, they're not going to look at your license plate. Till you get that one hardo cop that hates his fucking life and he's mm. like, "That motherfucker's got more money than I do. What can I find wrong with it?" Oh, 16. Yep, that's why you Boom. don't get a vanity plate either. Don't draw attention to it. Yep, huh. good point. Really? See, my I just my... think he's just registered your car. <laughs> One way to I do tried it. this weekend, it was closed. And then today, yeah, I can't go on the weekends. Then on Monday, closed. <laughs> when the fuck am I supposed to do it, BMV? What am what, I supposed to do when, it? What's up? Columbus, Columbus it was Day. Columbus Day. No, it's closed on every Monday. Monday's like their day really? off. Yeah, closed on Monday. Or so it's like, what the fuck do you want from me? I, I, got, I got spider webs on my car, though. That's the only thing <laughs> that if I get pulled over, I'd be like, yo, it just came out of the barn. Look at this fucking. Oh, I thought it was Halloween. I thought right. it was spooky season. <laughs> spooky. What are you looking at that for, by the way? Look at the spider webs. <laughs> so I'm in a bad spot when it comes to the mobility. Yeah, that spot. sucks, man. Motorcycle is good, but it's freezing. Yeah. So, so I used to be just motorcycle or truck. Truck quit. Motorcycle's cold. I guess I'm just going to start scooting around. <laughs> Give me that fucking lime. Careful. <laughs> Careful. Get your clavicle. So this show goes out when tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. You know, good show you guys got here. Good Thanks, buddy. show here. It's not a bad time. Yeah. It is. It's a good studio. That's mirror breaking. That's oh. bad luck. Seven years, at least. Mm -hmm. Here's something else you can't win. Credit card debt. Oh. Nowadays, they include a little breakdown to show you how only paying the minimum payments means you'll be paying it off for likely seven years, breaking that mirror. Bad oh, luck. That's right. It's almost a decade. Almost. With Lending Club, you can consolidate your debt or pay off credit cards with one fixed monthly payment. Since 2007, Lending Club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed-rate personal loans. No trips to a bank. Nope. No high-interest credit cards. Mm -mm. Nope. Just go to LendingClub.com, tell them about yourself and how much you want to borrow. You pick the terms that are right for you, and if you're approved, your loan is automatically deposited into your bank account in just a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer -peer lending platform with over $35 billion in loans issued. Love that. How do you do it, you ask? I'll tell you. Go to LendingClub.com slash Heartland. Check your rate in minutes and borrow up to $40,000. Awesome. 40 Lodge. That's USD, folks. That's LendingClub.com slash Heartland. LendingClub.com slash Heartland. Love all it. By, all loans made by WebBank member FDIC equal housing lender. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Thanks for coming. Um, this has been a fun episode. Mm -hmm. I'm real excited about this new segment. This is our new segment on movie reviews, and it's called How's it smell. There will be spoilers in this along the way. So if that's something you want to avoid, I'm telling you ahead of time. Hey. There are spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. in these reviews. Bow out now if that's going to be a problem. Otherwise, let's get to it. How's It Smell is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. And what, what a better sponsor. Because it's about experiencing things live. Correct. You know, go, right. out, go out and see a movie live at the movie theater. There's nothing like it. Um, buying tickets can be complicated and confusing. So I understand we've had some trouble before with other platforms. Mm -hmm. It's not the case with our friends at SeatGeek. They're the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're catching your favorite musician on tour, shopping for the perfect gift, or searching for a last-minute deal to see your favorite team, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices to help you immediately identify the best seats to fit your budget. Uh -huh. Nothing beats being there in person for all the biggest plays and the best performances of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to that action. Live a little. Experience a lot. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you shop with complete confidence every time you shop at SeatGeek. 
That's a dog bark. <laughs> <laughs> Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket. Best of all, our listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code HEARTLAND. Today, that's promo code HEARTLAND for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Do you smell it? That smell. The kind of smelly smell. The smelly smell that smells. Smelly. Okay, our first movie. Mm-hmm. Is available on Netflix. Yep. And the name of it is In the Tall Grass. Uh-huh. Diggs, how's it smell? Uh, we have this alley in Southside Pittsburgh that is between a nightclub <laughs> and a sushi restaurant. Okay. Oh. Those two places share a dumpster. Uh-huh. So the dumpster right on a hot summer morning that contains the perfect mixture of vomit, rotting sushi, warm old beer, <laughs> and lost hopes and dreams. So it produces a smell that no human should have to endure. Uh-huh. Kind of like this movie. Oh, oh. okay. It was that bad. You wow. thought it was that bad, mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. All right, Nick. What do you think? Do you agree? Disagree? Uh, I'm not going to be that harsh only because the beginning sucked me in a little bit. So I'm going to say this smells to me. It's got that faint reminiscing smell of a good grilled cheese sandwich. And when someone's cooking a grilled cheese, you're like, ah, it smells pretty good, you know? Uh-huh. Especially when you're really, really hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, it smells pretty good. The, yeah. The, uh, the butter sizzling in the pan and, and the bread baking, and this will fill me up. But in reality, it's just a sad, sad, cheap, <laughs> cheaply made dinner for pores, <laughs> and it's never actually as fulfilling or as good as it smells. <laughs> it starts out pretty good, gets you sucked in a little bit, it's like, oh, okay, I see where we're going with uh, this. I, I, it reminded me of like uh, Open Water uh-huh. or Phone Booth, uh-huh. where those type of movies were. Oh, we actually are in a field of grass the entire movie. Okay, right. I get it now. I'm, I'm in, but I just, I didn't. It didn't do it for me. The end. Everything just got real loose. Yeah. I didn't. It, it went off a deep end. And it's one of those things where in the beginning you can't tell that it's a cheaply made horror movie, uh-huh. and then by the end you're like, oh, this is like this. Should be on like Sci-Fi Network. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's where that's, that's where I went with it. Okay, good. Bailey, how's yeah. the smell? My thing is, uh, so like, it's whenever you get home and you kind of you open the door, close it, you're like, all right, cool, I'm here, and then you and you smell something that kind of stinks. It's kind of like one of those sweet semi-rotting smells. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of start walking around. You walk around the kitchen. You're kind of sniffing around the sink, sniffing around the cabinets, whatever. If something went bad, and then you open the fridge and you see that there's a piece of rotting fruit in there. Mm-hmm. But you kind of had that little runaround for about 30 minutes or so where you're like, where is this coming from? <laughs> well where, where is this going? Where is like this it. leading to? Uh, I like that a lot. And then you find it and you're like, fuck, this piece of watermelon just ruined everything <laughs> in my fridge. <laughs> All right. I like it. Um, I'm going to say this movie to me smelled like chunky soup. Okay. Like, I'll eat it. It looks good when you put it in a bowl. But... The bottom line is, I'm not going to do backflips over it because it comes in a can. Mm. <laughs> You're just a lazy mom, mm. in my opinion. That's what it takes me back to, is being a kid eating chunky soup uh-huh. and be like, come on, mom, you put no effort in this? Like, it gets by. It's okay. Uh-huh. But put a little effort in it. Cut up some fresh vegetables. Season it to taste. Use some herbs. All that stuff. Put a little love in it while you're making it because it shows the finished product, the finished project, and that's how this movie felt to me when I when I finished it. I'm like, ah, 
You don't love me enough. It's not even stovetop chunky. No, no, no. It's microwave chunky. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it gets by. It's okay. You know, I even if I didn't review this, I probably wouldn't have turned it off. I probably would have finished it. But that's as good as it gets for me. I'll tell you when I would have turned it off. Okay. And when it lost me. I, you're, I, you're right. The, the beginning... I was like, all right. There's a premise yeah. there. Yeah. And you, I mean, and you start to buy an old. The video video quality okay. was well shot well. It looked yes. like 4K. Obviously. It sucks you in. Yeah. And and I was like, okay. And like the girl was decent looking and the brother was weird and shit like that. But And the story's just odd enough. It's just odd enough. And then I saw that fucking rock. <sighs> and as soon as I saw that <laughs> dumb fucking rock, I was out. You lost me at the dumb fucking <laughs> the <sighs> The, the, the fucking rock is con- controlling yeah. this field. To expand on that, like it had all the makings of a classic horror movie, like all the good tropes, right? You mm-hmm. had the creepy kid with the big eyes, all right. You had the ominous tones when they're in the shots of the sun. You had random the woof. Sun. You had random woof noises. Yeah, for no reason. The noises, the dead animals. There was a the dog graphic dead was shot cool. of the dead dog, and then baby sacrifice. It was like all these things yeah. that like you would find in a classic like seemingly good horror movie and then it just fell to shit also i had i had hope when i saw patrick wilson yeah, in it, yeah i didn't even yeah. know he was in it he's when become I saw like him, a horror yeah big horror guy now love the conjuring haunting, or conjuring insidious yeah. the nun all that stuff i'm like this guy i love this guy i love what he does and i'm like all right he, this, this is gonna take off now it's gonna be something uh-huh. and no i no. also got a little excited when fake dicaprio showed up yeah, uh, yeah. The boyfriend or whatever, when he was wearing his hat, dude, he did. He looked like a little he bit like did. DiCaprio when he showed up. I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe, oh, we, maybe we got a future here." I will say, casting wise, I those two look like brother and sister. Yeah, more yeah. so yeah. than really brother and sisters do. And I'm like, "This is this the is, kid was creepy weird. looking. That kid's really creepy looking." I thought he was good. I thought yeah. the kid was the best part of the movie. Yeah, he's he's, he's also when the rock opened up underneath it, and there was a bunch of weird stuff going on underneath. Yeah, that I never just, really got explained. No, and it was like throwback to every like visualization of what it's like to fall to hell. Like yeah. it's been overdone. The bodies on top of each other, whatever. Yeah. I've seen that a million. Well, that's times. what I was like. I'm okay, like, so is that what you're trying to say? Is this aliens? Is it supernatural? Yeah. And they also never explained. Like there was a continuous time loop where they just kept coming back to the field, and they were like, "Oh, this couple's been missing for four months," but mm-hmm. they never like, they never. Exp- it was bad. That rock. I think it was the exact meteorite from Joe Dirt. Like, it was the exact <laughs> model, and then they just carved stuff into it. I uh, Too simple. You know what I mean? It just yeah. too simple. The kid I think being, I you did, melded in. I didn't too like the kid being stuck in there at the end either. Like, oh, you can get out, but I've got to stay. Yeah, I'm like, what are we saying here? Like, all of a sudden, because Patrick Wilson's character... What was his name? Uh, Ross. Yeah, he get you know he was totally consumed and became evil be, uh, from the right. But the other one did and, not. The other and guy. the other guy's like, well, I can control it. I'm gonna t- I can control it and be the nice guy who controls the field now. That doesn't make any sense to me. And well, then there was a loop. There was a there was a portal to get out. They just they completely ignored the portal to get out of the. Yeah, yeah. I, like I hate to make this lazy pun, but like to enjoy this movie, you're gonna have to be high on grass. Yes, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. you to have watch to in the tall grass. Yes. You're gonna have to consume some real grass. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next movie. Uh, this is this is very exciting for me. Available in theaters now. Joker. This thing is taking over the internet and social media right now, for a very good reason, I believe. Diggs, how's Joker smell? You know that refreshing smell when you walk out one morning and you can just tell that summer has switched over to fall, and you could smell the crisp freshness in the air. Yeah. 
That's what the Joker reminded me of. Oh, it was wow. a refreshing. It was like something I hadn't seen in a long time. Just an incredible story with incredible acting. Couldn't have been better casted. And I loved every single second of it. Very good. No holes at all on this one. No, no. It was just like it was. It was. It was refreshing to me. Okay. It was. It was, it was something new. Something different. But even though the Joker's not a new right character or anything mm-hmm. like that, it was but a stylistically new take on it. Yeah. 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 It was very very in, and like you don't get movies like that where it's not where it's not like Disney. I should say like it's yeah. not. I loved it. Okay, Nick. How's it smell? I think it smells like a sharpie. And let me tell you oh, why. All right. It's a it's a pungent. Could be a good smell, you know. Uh, maybe a really good smell. But if you take one big whiff, it's very powerful. Uh huh. Oh. But if you hold it there too close and for too long, it's gonna mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna do some things to your brain that you may not want it to do. I think that's a great way to describe yeah. it. So, uh-huh. All right, Bailey. How's uh, it smell? So I said the Joker smells like a fart. Okay. But it's one of those farts that you like you sit in and you're really proud of. Okay. But your girlfriend's gonna fucking hate sitting <laughs> that's through it. Cool. That's very good, Bailey. That's very, right. very good. Okay. I like that a lot. I, I to me, it smells like luminol. Okay. Like having been a, a state police detective for twenty one years, uh, it smells like luminol, specifically smells like a murder scene. Okay. Uh, that's what it it reminds me of because like when you're in a murder scene. And there, you smell that luminol and everything. Everything around you that is heightened, like it's there's, it's very tragic. Uh-huh. Like I am in the middle of probably the most tragic thing that could have happened in these people's lives, uh-huh. and it's kind of a, a feeling of everything is a big deal now. There's there's despair, there's tragedy. You feel loss from that family, but now everything that happens within this room is so very important. To everyone involved. It's uh-huh. like the biggest thing you'll ever be a part of. So there's an extra level of seriousness. There's no rooms, room for mis- mistakes, any of that stuff. So to me, that's what it smelled like. And that's what it was like for me to sit in and watch the Joker. I mean, the despair was thick. Yeah, yeah. Very. You're just yeah. watching someone's life unravel uncontrollably. And there was obviously no way to stop it. And you you felt a part of that because it was so well done. Yeah, it just wraps you up in it, and uh, and I could tell like this movie is a big deal. I'm a part of something that's a very big deal now because I felt like this is changing the game. This origin story from DC Comics. This is a different way of doing things, uh-huh. and it's changing the game from here on out. And I, I like this. This is a big moment for everyone involved in this room. I'll be honest. For the first thirty minutes, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like it. Slow, start slow. Yeah. And then once he started unraveling, and the more he unraveled, the more I started to love it. When when De Niro got shot in the face, I was like, Yeah. That was I I, I laughed out loud at that point. And I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I, like, in the theater, I laughed and I was one of the only people there were a couple people in there, someone else I heard laugh, but like I laughed out loud and I think it was just because of how sad and dark it was up until that point. And even though that was a dark point, it was just kind of like I don't know. It was just so. It was. It made me laugh. It was funny to me yeah. for some reason. It was like holy shit. He just blew that guy's brains all over the wall. Uh huh. I, I had that whole thought the whole time. It was like deep, dark, captivating. It was like a car wreck. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I couldn't look away, even though you wanted to at mm-hmm. times. Very sad. Uh, very strong statements about like mental illness uh-huh. and bullying, uh, yeah. whichever side of the line you fall Correct. on those types of issues. And then I, I 
remember reading, like, obviously before it came out, there were a lot of concerns about glorifying uh, the violence and the shootings. And I didn't really see it that way. I saw it as more of like a cautionary tale yeah. of what could happen if someone is mistreated and led down the wrong path. Absolutely. And I, 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 I think this movie could have stood on its own without the Joker and DC Comics story wrapped in. Like, if you just said, hey, Joaquin Phoenix has a new movie coming out yes. about this serial killer. Correct. It would have been also on its own a very good movie because, you know, that's what I liked about uh, they were taking this origin story from a DC comic and we're this fantasy world and we're going to combine it with real world yeah. stuff because what his backstory as he ended up, you know, as they exposed it toward the end, it was like, that's exactly how you make a serial killer. How yeah. what he yeah. went through as a child, that's how you make a serial killer. It was it was like a dramatic and Scorsese criticized Marvel for making a bunch of movies that he quote quote unquote aren't cinema. Sim, cinema. Mm -hmm. This was cinema. It's like yeah. a dramatic. Yeah, it was very much uh, thriller based around a superhero or, or villain yeah, story. Absolutely. It's about like how fragile society can be to where this guy's doing a, a drastic, crazy act, but people are like this. The meaning behind it is actually something we can get behind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, it's full of messages. Yeah. Full yeah, of messages. There was a big uh, subjective thought about comedy there at one point, too, when he's talking to De Niro, how he says he realized comedy subjective uh -huh. and how some people find things funny that other people won't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that, that kind of strung out with me with, like, the woke society where, you know, a lot of times people punch down and that's wrong. We've we've kind of talked about that at yeah. length before. But, like, uh -huh. some other times it's like, you can still say some things that are funny without being outright mean, and people have a hard time grasping. Like the, uh, the doctor guest who got um, offended about the one joke or whatever. She's like, you can't you can't do that joke. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. See, like, I thought that was part, part yeah, of definitely. that. Definitely. We, we did, did you think um, the female character w was necessary? Like... She vanished. Like we didn't need. I didn't. I don't think I needed that to know that he was crazy. I, it made me think of I like American was, Psycho. Yeah, in, yeah. In that vein, and I did like it then because I was like, oh, okay. Well, this guy is truly off this rocker. Then he's he's delusional in the sense like he's making up a relationship that he wants to yeah. have. Yeah, and that's kind of guiding his actions because it's making him think it's okay to do this. And they timed that when it, when the reveal came about. The truth his, about his mom yes. and his yeah. upbringing. So it was kind of, it kind of to me, I liked it because it was kind of an artistic way to show that everything's unraveling at once for him. Yes, yeah. and that's when you know, the, like the straw that broke the camel's back. That's when the the trigger went because that was like kind of a support thing for him, where he may not have done some of these things, yeah. but she was always seemingly encouraging him and being like, "Oh yeah, I hate that too. Or, I don't yeah. like that either." And he thought he had someone else on his side there, and then it turns out he didn't. Yeah, has Joaquin Phoenix done any late shows or anything like that for uh, this movie? Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. I didn't know if he had, had lost his mind yet. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I noticed that I would like to point out that I thought was kind of a flaw was when he goes to suffocate his mom with the pillow. Yeah. Uh -huh. So he got a breathing tube in. Oh. Like, well, come on. What, what Guys, we, we overlooked that. I didn't that. even notice that. Great observation. He should have ripped that out first. He didn't. Yeah, I don't know, and I'd have to watch it again to see it fully, but that was like my first initial. Yeah. I was like, oh. should have been like the pillow was on her, and she'd be like, Still breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like that the stand-up comedy was such a big part of this movie. Yeah. yeah. I loved it because, you know, there's definitely like a real dark side to stand-up comedy. For there's sure. a lot of dread and despair within that. People trying to make it, especially in New York City, and 99% of them won't. And it's just kind of a, ends up being a horrible 
uh-huh. ride for a long a lot of them. So I did like that, and I just loved this the cameos. Gary Goldman, obviously, yeah, um, telling his role play. Bit. Brian Callen was in there too, wasn't he? Brian yeah, Callen yeah, yeah. had a party. He was one of the clowns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Sam Morell did a little bit of stand up at one point in there. Mark Maron was the yeah. producer yeah. for Robert yep. De Niro's show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I liked all that stuff and. Um, the fact that it revolved around like it obviously something similar to the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, I, yeah, yeah, I like that. That was kind of the center point for him. Like that, that was his because you know him being mentally is insane. He was just kind of that was his escape. Was he just soak himself you know right into that show? Like when he imagined yes. himself in the crowd, Correct. and that guy you know being his father figure, De Niro being his father figure. I thought that was pretty cool. Thought it was a very cool too take on Thomas Wayne because yes. all the other stories he's him. always uh, pillar the of the noble, community, pillar of the yeah. community, yeah, taking care. Of. And I guess he like kind of still was in a sense, like he had this big companies providing jobs for a lot of people, but he wasn't viewed in that light by everybody. Right. There was a right. lot of yeah. a lot of the lower class community kind of looked at him as like a villain and and poaching and preying on them. Yeah, which could be perceived. His I wife was kind of ugly. Yeah. I don't know how this works nationwide, but the last preview I got before the movie started was for Birds of Prey, Uh the Harley Quinn story, Uh and it referenced Joker a lot in that. Yeah, see, I didn't get that. I don't know how this is how the DC universe is going to really work around. I don't think they're going to continue on with this Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I don't think they should either. I think it should. No, it it should be. This should be its only. It's an origin story. It just exists as a one-off by itself. But I don't know if they're going to try to function having like a darker DC, more realistic. Hopefully, kind of movie. I think so. I they think always you're trend see that. towards the dark. They always right. go darker. Yeah. But I don't know if they're also going to keep going on with like these more comic booky movies while doing that. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Aquaman, Aquaman, yeah, versus this, yeah. dramatic yeah, difference, exactly. But even between Batman and Aquaman, there's a dramatic difference. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I, hopefully they they keep it more toward the the Batman well, they're side. Going with Pattinson, yeah. then he can't be any more fucking darker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that's it. It's a good wrap up. I I think we're unanimous. We we love the Joker, but also agree not everybody's going to love it. Yeah. My girlfriend yeah. hated it. Yep. And she had to sit next to me the whole time watching it. So it's not for everybody. But I definitely probably you're going to see Joaquin Phoenix winning the Academy Award for this. I don't see how he does not. It was an incredible performance mm-hmm. and a very powerful movie. Dark, dark as it gets, but very powerful. And in the tall grass. Ah, you know what? Just smoke up. <laughs> Put it on late at night. And Watch enjoy it from the comforts of your mattress. Um, other than that, thanks for hanging with us. This has been How's It Smell? That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say You're riding high in April Shot down in May But I know I'm gonna change that tune When I'm back on top Back on top in June I said that's life That's life And as funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream But I don't let it Let it get me down Cause this fine old world It keeps spinning around I've been a puppet A pauper A pirate A poet 
a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. I tell you, I can't deny it. I thought of quitting, baby, but my heart just ain't gonna buy it. And if I didn't think it was worth one single try, I'd jump right on a big bird and then I'd fly. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing: each time I find myself laying. Flat on my face, I just pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. And I can't deny it. Many times I thought of cutting out, but my heart won't buy it. But if there's nothing shaking, come this here July. I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball. Yeah.